Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of These Guys Won't Stop Talking. Hey. I'm Alex. <laughs> Johnny. Eric. And uh, we are in episode whatever. It's another day of quarantine. You know, it's another, we're in the existence of. Uh, month four. Uh, yeah, month four of quarantine. <laughs> the the never-ending uh, quarantine, man. The never-ending I mean, display of dipshits out there who just put on a fucking mask. Swear dude. to God. It's, you know, all I can think of now is like, man, if we'd have just had some discipline, cracked down. I'm looking at all these other countries the that are just like, laughing at us, man. Got, got reasonable, you know, they got it like down to like, oh, you know, like I'm seeing countries where they're like talking about, oh, you know, they had a spike today of 20 cases in Germany. Yeah. Germany doesn't want it to get, you know, like I'm like, that's a spike to y'all is 20 cases. Damn. Like, yeah. I and that's because yeah. it's pride. Oh, yeah, I don't have to wear my mask if I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people are, yo, just just idiots, man. Well, Walmart, like all the major mm-hmm. stores have come out and said, hey, we're going to require you guys to wear masks, you know, starting Monday. The Karen videos that are going to come out after this. Oh, God, dude. Yeah. A tidal wave of just people losing already. It. It's, here's, here's, it's the fundamental assholery of it is what gets to me mm-hmm. is like the even if you disagree with it right which is already fucking stupid but whatever but even on that level like it's when you're being an asshole to the clerk to the to the greeter like it's that that goes to everything that we've all you know like that's just the standard assholery of being like oh like i'm gonna be a dick to the waiter because i don't like that the restaurant is too cold or something like some shit that you know the waiter doesn't control right exactly why, why is the temperature in here so cold uh you're an asshole you fucking waiter it's like <laughs> like this motherfucker isn't in the back like yeah fuck that thermostat right who, who set this shit to 72 cranks it to 61 <laughs> just <laughs> to fuck with one table yeah to fuck with that, that would be so cool. right there they'll leave faster if i crank it down to 55 like what are you doing like and that's that's the truth man like i've seen uh, when it comes to hospitality, you know, I've, I've seen a ton of shit, dude. I remember I was working in the kitchen at a restaurant and you know, the windows, you got, you got all the cotton and cold stuff. You're putting beans and rice on plates and you know, pushing the shit through it's line cook stuff. And I look up and there's this lady and she's like, Hey, can you take the sauce off of this? Well, the restaurant I was working, well, the restaurant I worked at was Alamo and they had on a Friday night, you got a hundred waiters walking mm-hmm. through there. You don't know all of them. I didn't, most of them didn't last, you know, more than two weeks. So this lady walks up and she's like, Hey, can you take the sauce, the hot, the chili sauce off of this kid's, uh, this kid's plate and kid's plate was one enchilada rice beans. And then you put it out, right. And you put the, the sauce on the top. So I'm like, well, do you want me to make another one without sauce? And the lady goes, well, if you could. So I was like, cool. So real quick, boom, boom, boom you know, put it in the heater, melted it. It takes all of like two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And that's on when we're super busy and you're concentrating on other stuff. So it takes 30 seconds to do. So she's waiting there. So I take it down, you know, um, I put the plate out and I said, it's a little hot. She goes, I'm okay. Grabs it and walks away. So I'm walking, I'm looking at her. She walks to a table and sits down and then gives the kid her plate, give the kid the plate. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I, I, look over to the to the kitchen boss and i was just like hey i was like this lady just came to the table he was like which one and so i shot pointed to the table and he was like i got it so he walked out to the floor manager and he told the floor manager floor manager walks up to the lady and he was like you know ma'am you know i'm sorry but you had to do that da, 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 da. so they pulled the waiter the waiter aside and they were like 
you know, you didn't get this lady. She walked up to the window. So the, the guy who was waiting the table was a friend of mine. And he was like, yo, man, why'd you give her the plate? I was like, I thought she was a fucking waitress. Like, I, <laughs> I see you guys from here. I see you guys from tits up. I was like, yeah, right, yeah. Tits up is how I see you guys. Like, you know, somebody walks up to me. I was like, she's a blonde headed white lady. I'm like, you want a blonde headed white lady's work at fucking Alamo cafe. I'm like, all of yeah. them. <laughs> Every fucking waitress we have is blonde headed and white. I was mm-hmm. like, so yeah, man, it, it, you know, I've seen that all that stuff and then now with the mask man it's like god damn it man people yeah. are just I like the fact that like stores are like standing up to like employees yeah. and stuff like that or yeah. idiots like hey get the fuck out you know get out get out yeah man. for real you know for real like, like this is not customers always right throw your tantrum get the fuck out yeah, yeah it's it's just the, uh, I, I finally saw the one I think you was the one that told me Alex the, the one about the, the lady that threw the fucking shoe boxes or whatever yeah. oh <laughs> and that yeah. like it, it shows the level of stupidity of these motherfuckers cause like she fucking got arrested cause she left her fucking wallet yeah on the counter yeah like, how like stupid are bitch. you like that you prioritize I'm gonna throw the shoe boxes and then leave my like identification at the scene of an assault. Like that's like that's beyond leaving your fingerprints. Like yeah. you might as well like she would not make a good murder. Might as well call the cops on yourself at that point. Right? Just drive yourself to let's like walk <laughs> yeah. drive yourself to the police station, walk in, like where's where's the holding cell? Yeah, for real. Trust me, you're gonna get a call about me in about five minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just 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 book me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I saw one recently with these two chicks. Uh, they dined and dashed, but they left their wallet on the table. <laughs> and then they came back, and these other two ladies were recording. I'm like, you guys are disgusting. Like, how can you guys just like, you know? Yeah. Eat? Like, you guys were not planning on paying your bill, and their whole comeback was like, well, we're paying it now. How can you not even think on your feet fast enough to be like, yo, nah, like we. I, I like just make up a lie. If you're coming back and you're gonna pay it now anyway, just make it like if somebody's catching you on like camera being like, "Oh, you weren't gonna pay your bill," just be like, "Oh, no, nah, we left real quick. Didn't you, weren't, we weren't even thinking. Like we got this emergency call. Her yeah. aunt sick. Something. I just made some crazy shit up. Yeah. Like, yo, nah, man. Like I just heard that like my my grandma got abducted by aliens. Just say some <laughs> shit that'll make you like, you're like what? Just turn the call into yeah. something totally like the the yeah. turn the turn the. <laughs> Turn the Tied video into some weird something. shit. They'd be yeah, like, "Oh, these motherfuckers." That is definitely not quick and thing on your feet. But like, no, I didn't. I thought I left my wallet in the car and didn't realize I left it right beside me. You know, yeah, like it was, I just like, oh, why? Why do you think I'm coming back? Like, I would definitely not dine and dash. I just, you know, I was worried that I left my wallet somewhere. And so, and yeah. dummy me, I left it on the table. I took it out. I left it on the table while I was eating. You know, make up some some dumb something. shit like that. But yeah. like, I'll just be like, "What well, now? I'm I'm not a criminal now. Yeah, now I'm paying for." <laughs> You know, my fucking kale salad. My well, $40 done, kale salad. I've done some dumb shit in the day. I never had the audacity to dine and dash. Nah, I never yeah, did. Yeah, me neither. That just I felt like such a it. weird, like of all the of all the petty crime that you can get involved in, it's just such a, like, it. you know, the waiter's going to suffer for that, you know, whoever else it seems like. And then, like, I don't know, I just don't have the, like, the the temerity to just be like, all right, I'm going to eat all the food up and then like just get up and leave. Yeah, just get up and walk out. It's just, it just yeah. it's like, like, nah, I would, I would not. I, took, I don't know. I, just don't have I, that took, I took my little brother to, uh, and this is when he was in middle school, I think. We went to CC's Pizza. And it was a new one that's right there off of Claiborne 1604. And it was right when it opened. It's not new now, but it was right when it opened. So you walk in and it's super clean, but it's right down the street from 
uh, from one of the high schools, right? And I think it's Taft. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Taft. So right down the street from Taft, right? So we went around lunchtime. So there's a bunch of, we walk in, there's a bunch of kids there. Well, there's this guy, I'm assuming he was the manager and he is mad dogging these kids at the table. And I'm thinking oh. to myself like, man, don't be a dick. Well, CC's, you got to prepay, right? You pay for the, yeah. you pay for the buffet oh. and then you go and you sit down. So I'm like, well, you know, what the fuck? Why is he staring at him? So he's sitting there and one kid is eating pizza and there's like mm. three girls and they're just like sitting there. And then, uh, one girl reached over and I like, grabbed the pepperoni. He walked over and he goes, if you're going to eat that pepperoni, you got to pay for the, for the buffet. Yep. She put it right back. And he's, he's mad <laughs> dog because he's seen that before. Yeah. yeah like, Yo, you know, man. It's I've, so... I've been, I've been a part of a group that's like tried to do that before when I was in high school, but I remember being like, guys, like we're not the first people to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's no way like, because there's always the, that's the thing is like you know certain people think like they invented crimes. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, nah. What we do is go to the buffet. <laughs> I pay, but then all of us, you know, we don't all have to pay. But then I get enough food for all of us to eat because it's a buffet. Yeah. It's like yeah, guys, they've thought of that. They thought of I, that. I promise you. I promise you. They're just gonna walk up to the table and just be like, nah, this is not this is not kosher. My older brother would, when he would, when he skated, he would skate all over the place all day long. And so the two things I remember that he did, the first one he did, we lived in Japan, and on base they had, they always had, the in the PX or the PX area, they always had a Burger King and a pizza place and an ice cream place. The 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 pizza places and the ice cream places always differed, but it was always a Burger King. And so at the specific one. They had, you know, this uh, a pizzeria. I don't even think it was Pizza Hut. It was just like a pizzeria or whatever. And uh, what my brother's friends would do is they would call in an order, and they would be like, yeah, we need four large pizzas, blah, blah, blah. We'll be there in like 20 minutes to pick it up. So they would make the order, and they would hold it out there. And then they, would, my brother and his friends would wait in the back, right? And like an hour later, the guy would come out, and he would have four pizzas, and he'd get ready to throw them away. And they'd be like, Hey man, he goes the first couple of times he'd be like, Hey man, you can throw that pizza away. And he's like, yeah, man, we have to, they ordered it, but we can't give it out. And he's just like, and the guy would be like, you want it? And he'd be like, yeah, cool, man. We'll take it. So he'd give it to him. Like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Well, then the guy caught on, right? Come on now. Same, you guys are the same guys every time. So then they started ordering it and the guy would go and throw it in the dumpster. And then those guys would jump, go in there and like go in the dumpster and grab the boxes. Cause he was like, dude, the dumpster's clean. He was like, <laughs> they're just throwing it on top of plastic bags in a box. He was like, the food, he goes, if the pizza touches the trash or the wall, we don't eat that. He was like, but man, out of four <laughs> large pizzas, he was like, you can legit get like two large pizzas out of that. He was like, <laughs> when my mom found True. out, man, she was so pissed. She was like, I give you fucking money when you go out and da 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 do that. The second thing he did was we live in North Carolina. And they had a golden corral and uh, they would skate all day, blah, blah, blah. Well, then when it was kind of busy, they would go in, right? And they would just kind of inconspicuously sit at a table and they would sit around and start talking, da, 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 da. And then they would just go up and serve themselves. Well, they would sit at a dirty table, you know? And he goes, and eventually a waitress comes up. He's like, hey, you guys need more plates? And you're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've already paid. Like, it's the same thing. You pay before you eat, right? And he goes, we did that. He goes, we did that a couple of times. He was like, you know, it's like, and I was like, God, you guys are such deviants. 
like I always thought though that like if I was homeless, I'd be like I probably could be able to find like like some good meals somewhere just because you know what I mean? Like you can, you can hustle it. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, you, you just gotta hustle. know the ins and outs. And for definitely speaking of schools, so this week in quarantine, <laughs> we're talking about uh, our top three uh, movies that take place in schools. Um, I was thinking about setting rules for it, but then I was just like, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and just go off the cuff on this one. So, uh, Eric, you are up first, your first school movie. movie All right. Uh, My first pick is a movie came out in the 90s and it's called School Ties. Ah, yeah. With With Brandon Fraser, uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much like an all-star cast. And, and Brandon Fraser's uh, uh oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, so Brandon Fraser, he is uh you know, a kid in high school, he gets recruited to this prep school because you know he's like a star football player and that's what they need. This prep school has a losing record, so they scout him in and you know, Brandon Fraser all of a sudden just meets like, you know, this certain group of kids and they end up rooming together. Well, Brandon Fraser is Jewish, and at this time, this, this is based in the fifties. The pretty much where he is at, they are very frowned upon. I mean, they are hated Jewish people. So he keeps that, you know, one little detail about himself hidden. So he's, you know, he becomes friends with everybody. Everybody loves him. You know, he's a star quarterback on the team to start winning games. Well, all of a sudden, um, they have a school dance. Uh, he sees this one girl that's dancing with Matt Damon, takes a liking to her. She does the same to him. You know, they secretly meet, you know, talk, start falling for each other. Well, another instance, they have a, a celebration party for the, you know, the school winning their big, big game. Uh, Matt Damon sees both, both of them together. The girlfriend, the girl pretty much tells him, I was never your, your, your girlfriend. So just, you know, leave us alone and, Take the Brandon Fraser, yeah, Brandon Fraser is trying not to be a dick. You know, he's like telling her, you know, telling Matt Damon, "Hey, I'm sorry. It just, you know, it happened this way." It's like, yo, well, man, Matt Damon is a little prick. Right? Yeah, he's a little prick in this movie. He's just, oh, prick, you know, yeah, big time. Yeah, he's a he's a hardcore prick. So uh, he finds out that Brandon Fraser is Jewish, and he spills the secret in the in a shower room with everybody. And from there on, you know, poor guy, he's subjected to a lot of bullshit and it kind of, you know, it just kind of like what's going on right now, you know, just the way people are towards each other. It's as far as hatred and, you know, it's, it's just no fucking need for it. So I don't want to spoil the ending in case some of y'all haven't seen it, but I definitely recommend y'all watch it. You know, it's a pretty good story, pretty good message. Um, this is one yeah. of the movies that, that uh, I remember because this came out when I was in high school. And I yeah, it was really ninety. Yeah, I remember watching this and thinking, uh, "Well, my, I might have been in middle school, but transitioning to high school, so middle school, high school type mm-hmm. of time." Um, but I remember watching this and thinking to myself, "Like, yeah, racism is stupid. Like, <laughs> because yeah. there's no like if you go throughout time, right? You go through go throughout history. It's like it, depending on where you live or depending, you know, what your background is. It's like you. It's like you know, it's their fault. You know." Yeah, I'm gonna hate them, and you're like, why? yeah, you're like, why? Because he's black, okay? Well, what did he do to you though? 
well, nothing. Well, because he, he, he's black. And I'm like, yeah, but what do you do to you? I had a conversation with my nephew. My nephew got all upset because his, his sister got pregnant. And she's not married. And uh, so he comes over to my parents' house and my parents are having a cookout. My in-laws are there. And that's why there's a cookout going. My nephew walks in and he's serving his plate. My mom says, oh, I invited your sister and her boyfriend. Well, my mom didn't know that they, the boyfriend had beef, you know, that he had beef with the boyfriend. So he literally like takes his plate and slams it onto the countertop. It was a paper plate, but he slams it on the countertop and walks out to the garage. So I look at my mom and I'm like, do not follow that boy out there. So of course she follows that out there. And then eventually my dad goes out there. So I'm like, well, this is rude, you know? So I go out there to bring him back in. So as I'm walking down, my parents are walking back in. My dad just goes, well, my dad does that. It's like, fuck him. You know, uh-huh. a bitch. leave it. Yeah. So I go, Hey man, what's wrong with you? And so he starts going through this whole thing, you know, about his sister and about how it doesn't make any sense and da, 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 da. And how can everybody approve? And I'm like, dude, who pissed in your Kool-Aid? I'm like, you know, he was like, I didn't, nobody asked me if I wanted to be an uncle. And I was like, yeah, that's not how what? that works. You're not in the relationship. The no, that's not how that works at all. So then he's like, he goes, what he, I don't understand <laughs> what, what a, being an uncle entails. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? He was it, like, you don't have to do shit. Does do he nothing. know that you don't have to do anything? I told him that. I was. It's funny because I did tell him that. I was just like, dude, your dad didn't ask me when you when your parents had you. Like, I was like, he he he's not calling me. Like, I don't get deducted from my check because you got born. Like, <laughs> you don't have to claim them on your taxes. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Did he get the wrong handbook about uncle? I don't know, man. So yeah, but still. <laughs> so then he goes, and I was like, oh, "Listen, shit. man." I was like, "Did this guy do something to you?" I was like, "Did this guy like you know this guy beat you up or something?" And I don't want to be because he, you know, it's it's like you asking somebody if they lost a fight. It's you know, yeah. like, when you're that yeah. age, you're just like, "No, I'm gonna fucking fight." And you gotta admit that you lost a fight. Like now, if I got into a fight and lost, I'm like, "Dude, that guy whooped my ass." Like, right? I, you know, I was a better fighter. I shouldn't have popped yeah. and yeah, shit. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you win but, some, you know, you lose some. He's 21, and at that age, you're just like, I could beat everybody's oh. ass. And it's like, relax there, Tiger. You can yeah. barely yeah. beat off. Like, so, yeah, yeah. So, you can barely beat your dick. Yeah. Calm down, kid. So, he said, so I was like, did anything do this? Did this guy do anything to you? He was like, well, check it out, man, just one time. And at this point, I'm like, oh, this is mm-hmm. going to be a great story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes, this one time, he was like, my sister called me up, and she said that she needed a ride to get her car. And I was like, cool. He was like, but it was like two in the morning. So, you know, I had to get up and I go get my sister. So I get my sister and then I'm like driving in this, I don't know this area, right? So I'm driving and she keeps telling me what's around the corner. It's around the corner. So finally she's like, stop right here. And he's like, I don't see your car. She's like, don't worry about it. So she gets out the car and she runs off into this apartment. He goes, so I'm sitting there waiting and I get down from my car. He was like, and then this like, small black guy comes up to me and he was like, yo man, we don't want any trouble. And he was like, okay, cool. Where's my sister? And he was like, we don't want any trouble, man. And I was like, so I'm sitting there like, okay, you know, he's about to get jumped. Like, right. Like this guy yeah, jumped something. Right. I'm like, this guy's going to come over. I'm about to beat his ass. Cause he jumped my nephew, like, like with his boy. Yeah. And so he's just like, you know, and then it was like, yo man, back off, man. He's like, yo man, we don't want any trouble. And so I pushed him and then he pushed me. And then I just got my car and drove off. And I go, <laughs> So what does a boyfriend do to you? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, that was his friend. And I was like, but his friend didn't do anything to you either. He yeah. was telling you he didn't want any trouble. 
you pushed him but he pushed you he was just like you know but he was a black guy and i was like what does that got to do with anything yeah, yeah. what is that oh, God. where is that why is that part yeah. of the story yeah now, listen if you listen to this story and you think yeah that black guy had it coming you're a racist and stop listening to the show like <laughs> That's how racism is. Black guys asking, <laughs> black guys saying they don't want any trouble. <laughs> That's the trouble with America. Yeah. Or the racists saying they don't want trouble. Back in my day, all the black guys wanted trouble. It's like, what? Now they saying they don't want trouble. What do they yeah. want? What? Do they, Wait, what? what? Can't win it in this motherfucker. Yeah, I can't win at all. But that was, yeah, but that movie, it, it you know, anytime I see people like being racist or, or, or you know, yeah, man, and, and it's just amazing that in this movie, these guys are that young. They're, they're you know, they're yeah. playing high school kids. They're like, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, and the hatred is already within them that early. Yeah, you know, it's fucking yeah. ridiculous, it's, man. It it gets uh, it gets, man, it, it's you know, racism. I'm 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 of the belief. Now, this is probably oversimplification. Mm-hmm. I'm of a belief of a couple of schools of thought. A Based on what I've read of the actual like uh, Confederacy and like letters from Jefferson Davis, one of the key tenets of, of basically racism is like people hate the other race and you try to to keep them oppressed. That way, you know, like your poorest people, it keeps the poor people in line basically because you Absolutely. can like establish a hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm broke, poorest white dude in in the world. If I can still feel like, yeah, but at least I'm not black or Mexican, right? Then, like, you don't start thinking, wait a minute, like, should we like eat the rich? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the rich people want you to like. Yeah. And that's exactly to, how this movie is because yeah. in the beginning, he he's a family of you know his dad's a coal miner, you know they in the they live in a rundown area, you know, and then he's trans he's put into this world of you know rich, you know fancy, well off people, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. You know, it's like, like, uh, interesting enough. Um, two things: one, the fact that Brendan Fraser was Jewish at a point mm-hmm. in time, all athletes that were Jewish were considered to be highly talented, right? So, yeah. like now, you have like black guys that dominate NFL and the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. The and during that time, Jewish people dominated football and boxing and track. That's what that was. The, they were the dominant, like considered the dominant race. So they, you know, they were thought, you know, the superior athlete, the superior man, da, da, da. So you had that racism towards there for that. Second part is what Compton was saying earlier about um, keeping them down. I actually, I had, I was, as I started to understand economics better, I had a conflicting thought that like the idea of that there is racism, but it's based on economics. And it's based on the idea that if, the poor are the ones that suffer from racism because you, they always have to have somebody to blame for what they don't have. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it becomes a, a thing of economics and exactly like you said, Compton, I've, I've, I've told, I, when people tell me that like, you know, there's no such thing as racism and that, I'm like, first off, you're an idiot. But secondly, and I was like, listen, man, when people are like, you know, don't raise the taxes on the rich and you know, don't, you, you know, I, I shouldn't have to fund inner city schools and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like, you keep thinking that. I was, you keep thinking that. I said, but I'll let you know something. Almost every revolution in history has started when the poor are tired of being poor. And yep. I was like, and that's when you said, feed, well, should we feed on the rich 
or should we eat the rich? That's exactly what that is. That's when it jumps off. That's when it jumps off. When people get tired of being, you know, poor, oppressed, you know, having without, and they realize Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, there's 10 cops there, you know, and there's 20,000 of us. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, Osiris. I, I don't know. If, I don't, Osiris, man. I don't know. If, I, I'm counting the same count you got. I got 500 of us. Yeah. It's like when so, these people, you know, when these people are marching in the street and the cops get stupid, yeah. you know, those cops have a false sense of security because if those, if the peaceful protesters, and I don't want to say militarized, but if they organized and decided to be like, Hey man, why don't 300 of you guys flank to the right and 300 of you flank to the left? The rest of us will go down and then we'll just entrap them, right? Mm-hmm. We'll horseshoe them. So that gives them a way to escape. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, the numbers aren't on our side anymore. You may have, and then it's like, oh, we got, we got weapons. This is America, motherfucker. Everybody's got Everybody's weapons. Everybody's got a gun. Yeah. Everybody's that's got the, a gun. That's the thing. I mean, it feels like I've noticed even more so as things have escalated, like the the normally like heavy pro gun lobby people have mm-hmm. like fallen back. It feels like because yeah. I feel like they realize, wait a minute, we created a situation where the the people that we like support could. I mean, like like you say, everybody's got a gun, man. Mm-hmm. It don't take it don't take if it like if it really jumps off. Like it's not like it's gonna be like yeah, we we got all the guns and none of those liberals. Like we in Texas too, man. It's yeah, like, I'm yeah. So I'm I'm pretty fucking far left, but uh, I got, I got the blicky. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and I've been thinking about getting more because I'm like, I know y'all motherfuckers talking up too. Shit, like right? we can talk about you know like gun lobby other shit later on. Right now, I'm trying to live. My my only other theory on like racism basically boils down to my theory on general life, which is if everybody was getting pussy, or you know, if you're gay, whatever, if you get yeah. ass, whatever, right. everybody was fucking. Yeah, if everybody was happy, had a good sex life. <laughs> There'd basically be world peace. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If all men yeah, knew how man. to fuck right and or just adequately. If if we yeah. all like just there should be like if I've ruled the world, it would be like schools of like, look, this is all you need to do to like just listen to her a little bit. She'll probably tell you how to get there. We yeah. need a class that teaches the women how to get themselves there, because it's a little more complicated with y'all. Right. Our, you know, genitalia fucking dicks are simple. Right. You know, we had this discussion before, I think, you know, if, if if dicks came with instructions, they'd be like shampoo instructions. Like you don't even yeah. really need these. They on the label. It'd be pussy. a pamphlet with three pictures. Yeah, exactly. If pussy came grab, with instructions, pump. it'd yeah. be like, yeah, grab, you know, pump, <laughs> lubricate, ideally, but not required. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah. that's your whole list of instructions. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> if pussy came with instructions, it'd be like IKEA furniture. Yeah. Where it's like you can do it. But you got to follow some instructions. And if you yeah. get good at it, then you probably already know what to do as soon as you're like, yo, I put together like 20 bookcases. All right. I, I know instructions. But yeah. that <laughs> the first three or four bookcases, you, you still need to make sure you got all the parts. Right. You're not missing right. an Allen wrench. Because you start, you know, you think, oh, I got this shit. The next thing you know, your shit is, oh, man, I should have anchored this to the wall. You started skipping all those steps. Dude, let me tell you, the first couple of bookcases I had, they turned, they were desk. <laughs> they turned out being desk. They were desk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like two yeah. sides and a shelf. Right. Like, right. I, <laughs> that was it. Like, well, I guess I could. I guess I did. Yeah, I could just, you know, there was a comedian that was something else. I forgot who it was. There's a comedian that said, "He goes, you know, don't you wish you could go back and like fuck all the girls that you fucked originally." So that way you could be like, look, you know, I was bad, but I got better. <laughs> <laughs> look, I learned. You were you were part of my growth. Yeah, you're part of you, my growth. That's when I show you what I can do now. 
You know what I mean? I'm, like, t- I, I'm fully that. of the belief that if everybody was fucking well, then like nobody would have time for like anything else. Because oh, it's, yeah, it's the best. It's the best thing ever. Like it is if, the best thing ever. If it was like fucking well, and then like you know, if we just teach everybody how to cook, you know, cook for yourself and and cook a pretty good like your favorite thing. What else would anybody do with anything? Like, There's like a, yo, y'all want to y'all want to conquer this nation? Like, yo, I'm yeah. good, man. Dude, my, when I first started, started listening to Joe Rogan, he would always repeat this, and he would say, you know, harsh weather uh, oh. forms like harsh societies, right? So like people are more inventive in harsh weather, right? So mm-hmm. in Boston, you invent the heater, you invent you know big jackets, shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. More inventions tend to come out of places that have. Uh, 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 more uh, what would you call it inclement weather I guess or you know mm-hmm. yeah. harsher weather and so I went to Hawaii and I landed and I was like yep I was like yeah. why would you want to change anything about this right like yeah, the fact that yeah. you don't even have buildings is beyond my fucking belief like, like <laughs> what this is the most this is the most perfect place on the planet like why would you want to change like that I've been to now mm-hmm. it's close to the equator so I mm-hmm. imagine there's a million other places that are just like this, right? That are just mm-hmm. like circling around, but it it, uh, uh, it it it's beyond you know you you don't fix that. So yeah. if everything was tropical, to right? Yeah. If everything was tropical, it's same along the same lines. It's like I think there's there uh, who was it? Uh, Chief Crazy Horse was like, you know, we we hunt we we hunt what we can eat, we you know have sex with our women. He goes, and we live a good life, and somehow the white man wanted to fix that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't broken. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, you are you got a good point, because if you come from fucking, like, England or some shit, and it's right. like, yo, like, it's, it gets, it's kind of cold up here, it's nasty, it's foggy. You got to take off gross. all kinds of buttons. Yeah, like, you're <laughs> like, like, yo. Then you come over here, you see these, like, Native Americans, these motherfuckers are damn near naked. Y'all, yeah. y'all, didn't, y'all didn't even have to invent clothes? Like, not really, not, not full, really. not a suit. Yeah, like just some shit some... to cover our dicks. Yeah, it kept, it kept on getting caught in cactuses. That's the only reason. Exactly. You know, and then some shoes, yeah. like bare minimum shoes, like moccasins, like some. We didn't need boots. Y'all niggas got boots. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Bernie what, what Mac and uh, what y'all stepping on. What was that Ice Cube movie with Bernie Mac where he was a strip club owner? Oh, uh, Players, Players Club. Club. Players Club. Bernie Mac had a had a had a thing in there where he was like, he could, the white man came and got. He was like, the white man went to Africa. And what did he see? All them titties and ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, and the white man wanted them titties. He was like, that's why these white boys are always up in here because of them titties. <laughs> it's one of the funniest Oh, man, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Dude, for real. For real, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. All right, Compton, you're up next. So oh, shit. We got school ties. That's a hard one to follow. Yeah, right? Started off with a good one. I'm, I'm going old movies. Y'all know I like my old I'm, – I'm the old movie guy on the pod now. Yes. And, uh, Old movie Compton is what we call you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when the pot, when the uh, the the fucking quarantine started, uh, I went on a Sydney Poitier bench because I was like, you know what? I never seen like hardly any Sydney Poitier movies. I'm aware of them, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen all these movies that I should have seen. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna watch them all just to be able to say I watched them all. And then it turns out a lot of them are actually as dope as advertised. And there's one, uh, To Sir with Love, where he's a an African teacher that has to go and deal with, uh delinquents in a london school and it's basically like a reverse of all the modern white teacher goes to the hood 
mm-hmm. and has to save the the kids movies yeah. that are like started Last from eighty four. Yeah, every every movie since then is like the like reverse. Of, it's, it's like the reverse Dangerous Minds, where it's like you you know like Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't quite say it, but she wants to be like you black and brown kids. <laughs> Damn it, you need the guidance of me, a white woman. That is, yeah. <laughs> Damn that white woman. Yo, she's right, man. We gotta. We gotta yeah. fix this shit. Yeah, and instead, it's him, and he like shows up, and it's all these like fucking just horrible white English kids, <laughs> and he like has to straighten them out, and he eventually gets them straightened out, and you get get to eventually see like Sydney Poitier dance into some '60s rock because one of the huh? girls has a one of the girls has a crush on him. This movie has all kind of wild plot lines for like a 1960s movie. One of the girls, these, this little white girl, has a crush on him, so he has to like like kind of stiff arm that but like not you know he has to like yeah. be cool like yo fuck no like i will fucking get murdered out here like <laughs> this this will this london will turn to georgia real quick <laughs> i gotta chill you gotta chill stay over there white girl but then she's still like like at the dance she wants to dance with him so he's like fine i'll, I'll like dance with you but like 30 feet apart like it's a fucking 1920 sadie hawkins dance or some shit and like they got the extra chaperone at the amish school so you get to see that though then there's like one white kid who like just is always a dick the whole movie. So finally he challenges him to like a he challenges Sidney Poitier to a boxing match. Okay. And like Poitier like boxes with him for a while and lets him throw his best punches. And then one good gut punch wraps it up and you're like, oh yes. Yeah, I need to watch yes. it. I, yeah, I that want, sounds I want more, I want to remake this. <laughs> 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 oh, this needs to be remade. And it's just it's a solid movie. It's got like real good, like, you know, like it's funny because I was like rewatching, I'd watched it earlier. And then I, when you've mentioned the school movie, I was like, oh, I just want to like bring up some clips and I brought them up on YouTube. It was amazing to me how many people were like in the YouTube comments, like this movie, I, want, I saw this when I was a kid. It made me want to be a teacher. And I was like, really? Cause like, if I just saw this as a kid, I'm like, man, fuck those kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, nah, but he, he reached them eventually. I'm like, man, I ain't got patience for that. I, like the gut punch happens way late in the movie for me. I'd have been like, I'd have challenged the kids to the boxing match early. <laughs> the first day. <laughs> for, for real, first day, punched him in the stomach, then in the head, kicked him while he's down. <laughs> like, oh, this, isn't, this isn't MMA. Get him out of that leg lock. I'm like, shut up. You're next. Dude, I went – I my high school was – it wasn't rowdy. You know, we, we had school fights and a gang problem, but my high school wasn't, wasn't like – everybody was like, oh, you went to Parkland? Like, oh, shit. And so we had that rep, but it, but it was just because other people would make up stories about, you know, this race riot and this is, yeah. yeah. But there was definitely times, man, where I would see my teachers having to deal with like fucking cholos and fucking just bad students. <laughs> and uh, the only time that I had a teacher, he, he uh, uh, Mr. Oaks, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but if he is, shout out to Mr. Oaks. If he's dead, definitely rest in peace because he got me excited about reading. He was a, he was, he was, we read a book called Monster by Cody Scott, right? Cody Scott was his crip and like, it's a horrible book, man. It's a, this guy tries to like, he tells his story about him growing up in gang life. But this guy, you know, he, 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 he's a, he's a bad dude. Like the crimes that he commits and stuff like that. And I think during the time he was like trying to reform himself. And then you find out later that he just went right back to Crippen and like became super violent and stuff like that. Mm. But, but in the book, you know, there's motherfucker, this and motherfucker that and blah, 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 blah. And Mr. Oaks goes, uh, he's read, he would read the books out loud and we would follow along and he would get other people to read. So there's a scene where like he 
Cody Scott goes up and he kills this dude, right? So yeah. in the book, he's now imagine Mr. Garrison from South Park and no shit. The first time me and my friends from high school, we were in college at the time. I went to Austin. I was visiting my friends from high school. We, uh, they were going to UT. I went up to Austin. South Park had just come on like the first couple of episodes. So we were like, we got to check out the South Park, man, before we go out. So we sit down and Mr. Garrison comes onto the screen, right? <laughs> and he starts talking. Listen here, sons of bitches. And we all look at each other like, holy fuck, that's Mr. Oaks. Because like the <laughs> accent, the feminine, like the, the feminine flavor that he had, that like the whole yeah. thing was like, it was a mirror image. The glasses, everything was a mirror image of Mr. Oaks. So imagine that reading this gang, this book on gangsters and him being to the top of his lungs, right? Thin mm-hmm. walls. And he was like, so I grabbed my gun and I shot that motherfucker right in the face. <laughs> bang, bang. I took that motherfucker out. And then you hear this. And he was like, hold on guys. And he opens the door and he's like, hey, Mr. Oaks, we can hear you next door. Can you keep it down a little bit? He goes, oh, I'm sorry, Susan. Let's get back to the book. And he closes the door and he's like, so where was I at? Oh, yes, yes. I shot that motherfucker. (laughs) That is amazing. It was so funny, man. But, but, uh, yeah, man. Well, I don't know where I was going with that. Because you were talking about, oh, the bad schools, bad schools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I had, I had blew out my knee. Uh, during that during that football season, right at the beginning of the football season, blew out my knee, so I was on crutches. And uh, Mr. Oaks is talking, and I would go to the class. I would sit in the front row in the very corner, but I would turn my desk to see everybody, right, to see the entire class. I'd put the wall to my back. So there's these two cholos in there, and I'm looking down, and I look over, and the guy's looking at me. And so I'm like, I just do the head nod. And he does the fucking like cholo, like what's up, right? But like the hey, what the fuck, you know, like get out chingasos. And I was just like, what the fuck, dude. So they keep talking back there, and they're like whispering to each other, but they're disrupting him, and he's ignoring it, right? Like, but I fucking hated that shit, dude. So I, I, I'm sitting there, and I was just like, and so I finally just got, I lost it, man. I was like, hey, man, can you guys shut the fuck up? And the guy was like, you got a problem with me, Holmes? I'm like, oh, yes, I do have a fucking problem with you, Holmes. I was like, yes, I do. And so two guys get up, and I had to get up off my crutches because my knee was all done, right? So I was in, in a knee brace on crutches. So I pulled myself up with both my crutches. And Mr. Oak's like, Alex, sit down. And those guys keep coming. I drop one crutch to the ground, and I picked the other one up like a fucking baseball bat. And I was like, we can do this, man. And they were like, fuck you, A. And, they were, and Mr. Oaks was like, you know, Alex, sit down. He was like, you guys get out of my classroom now. So after the, after the class was over, Mr. Oaks was like, are you going to be okay? I said, Mr. Oaks, they were all 5'5". Five, five. I'm like, that's not happen to me. <laughs> I was like, the shortest Mexicans in our school. I was like, those guys, I said, I'll see those guys right when I walk out. I'll walk right by them. They won't do anything. And he was like, well, I don't want you to get hurt. And I was like, I'm definitely, I'm not going to get hurt. But, uh, but yeah, I hated fucking bad kids. That, that was me, man. Like I, like, I thought about becoming a teacher, and I was like, I'll strangle a kid. Like, I will straight up, like, fucking choke a kid. And then when his parents come to complain, I'll choke them. Like, you're a piece of shit. It's probably because you're pieces of shit. Right? Yeah, you raised them to be this way. I'd be Mark Carmen from summer school, dude. I'd be like, I'd be like that. Dude. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Y'all kill each other, but take some notes. Uh, all right. See y'all in forty-five minutes. Where where was us? Uh, where was it? Where was Sidney Poitier from when he when he went to? In in the movies, from yeah, like, the movie. I want to say it was like Guyana or something. It was, oh, okay, it was, uh, okay. It was one of the African countries that's like kind of you know not uh, not not the immediate ones that you think of. You know, right, right. It, it, they didn't make it like super simple. Like oh yeah, he's 
from Nigeria, and it's like, okay, I know. Yeah. There's there's some there's a, a <laughs> there's some letters in that that are going to match what somebody's going to call them in a minute here. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. No way y'all picked this. Yeah. Is this the Criterion flick? It's. I think it's on Criterion. Yeah. I think it's yes. Yeah, uh, because like I think they did a remake or something like that. I think they did like a sequel or some shit. I've never seen the sequel. They did a sequel like crazy late, like thirty years later, and I was like, okay, that's oh, okay. that's too late to be to be thrown. Like if he's still yeah. teaching, then then fucking that's his bad. <laughs> I just <laughs> <part two. laughs> Although I will say, like sometimes you find out. I I was just randomly looking at some stuff up, like about my old school in Mississippi the other day, and I stumbled across a a, a uh, article about my my second grade English teacher, or not English, I guess second grade overall teacher. But I guess what I remember her most was teaching us English. But my second grade teacher, Miss Schneider, and they were talking about her still being like there, and said she was like you know in her 80s now and i was like man i would have thought miss schneider was in her 80s when i was in fucking second like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she like they showed the picture and i was like yo she like kind of looks the same too like she's been old for like so you know like some people just been old forever yeah it just feels like like oh no like they they looked a certain age but they were really just 50 so apparently she was 50 something but like she had the voice like she was she was a great teacher but i was like damn like i thought you I would have sworn Miss Schneider was like at least 70 something when I was fucking seven years old, 30 something years later, I'm finding out she's just barely 80. So I'm like, Oh, so she was like, she was like in her fifties, maybe even late forties when she was teaching me. Damn. <laughs> I got to say, damn kids, man. She just, damn yo, kids. I was going to say she was, she was great <laughs> up in everything back then. I'm like, yo, like she, uh, yeah, those kids must've been putting like, cause she was one of those who didn't fuck around too. She's like, she yeah. was quick to like, yell at a kid and be like, hey, you need to, like, act right. But, like, it kept the class in line. So we actually learned shit. But, yeah, man, I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, damn, Ms. Schneider, you know, you go ahead then. You still teach him, too. Go ahead. That's 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 great. You got to see, I don't know if you've seen that, because speaking of people that are, like, old for a long time, uh, The Daily Show has a clip about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and they show a clip from, like, the 80s, and it's Bernie saying the exact same thing, like, you know, healthcare for everybody and da 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 and so, so uh, Trevor Noah was like, you know, Bernie, he was like, Bernie was 80 back in the eighties. Like, he, <laughs> it was like, when he was, Bernie was born old. They were like, congratulations. You have a, <laughs> you have a, a what was it? A, a middle-aged man. <laughs> <And he> was, <laughs> yeah. It's like that Benjamin Button shit. Yeah, except, yeah. For like, except for he like didn't grow younger. He just started to fold. Dude, the funny part is though, is that they're showing Bernie Sanders, like talking to kids back then. And he's talking to like five-year-olds, and he was like, "How many of you guys here know about cocaine?" <laughs> it's like it is the wildest. Wow. Shit. It is, it's like, That's funny. Oh, I gotta tell. Yeah, I'll, I cannot imagine Bernie clip, Sanders. Dude. It was the dare, oh the dare version of Bernie Sanders. Oh man, funny. it was so funny. It was so funny. All right, so moving on. So you guys went with two uh, uh, serious movies. I want to say dramas. Um, I'm gonna loosen it up here with uh, one of the. I think before, well, I'll tell you. So my pick is Toy Soldier, with. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, full disclosure, we are all '70s babies, right? Yeah. So we went to high right. school in the '90s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we did not know of school shootings. Yeah. School shootings was not in our vocabulary. Uh, exactly. Columbine didn't happen until after I graduated. I for same with y'all as well, I yep. imagine. Um, so 
when we were in school, especially because I was on a military base, when toy soldiers came out, it was like, man, I wish the motherfuckers would come to my school. Like, for real, <laughs> got my kung fu moves. Like, I would do this and then I'd do that. It was like kid diehard. Yeah. 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 Version of like, yo, like, dude, yeah, that's, a, that's the what perfect description. Perfect as kid diehard. Like, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Sean Astin. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sean yeah Astin, he's like the main one. Yeah. Dude, Sean Astin comes, he comes out or he comes out as a, it's a boarding school for, kids who got rejected from other boarding schools yeah. Yeah. and uh at the very beginning a judge is killed because they're going to prosecute a cartel member from the colombian cartel family the medellin cartel family uh and so what they plan to do is take over the school and hold all these uh or hold one of the uh kids hostage who's a judge in the case well, of course, the you know the FBI and everybody find out, so they take the kid away and they put him in protective custody without the terrorists knowing about it, right? Or the the cartel member, the terrorists knowing about it. So they invade the school, um, pretty like half-assed too. Like, you know, it, remember, I remember we, we you know we talked about having to, you know, hey, make sure we bring, we got bullets, right? We got machine guns. <laughs> Why are we bringing the rocket launcher? Like, yeah, <laughs> take over the school. Yeah, we're taking over the school while we're bringing a rocket launcher, and so they have rocket launchers, right? They got anti-aircraft guns, like they, you know, they set it up, and they come in posed as a cleaning service, right? Yeah, and they mm-hmm. shoot the one guard that's there, you know, poor guard, you know, he's just making minimum wage, has to deal with all these bratty ass yeah. kids with all this money, and like, you know, then he dies for these kids, like fuck that shit, dude. So. They invade, they take over the school. So Sean Astin and his roommates are like super kids 101, you know, <laughs> the super friends of this school. And they're like, yo, we could do this and we can invent this and blah, 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 blah. So they, ski, they, they come up with a plan to get the information to the, uh, the, the army or the, the, yeah, the army that's posted up outside of the perimeter so they can go in and get the kids. Now, all kinds of shit ensues. You got this crazy guy who's whipping them with shit. And the, this is, I think we've done this movie before. I think we reviewed this movie like in season one. Um, one of the funniest, they have a headmaster who is British. Oh yeah, We've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> they have a headmaster who is British. And I never noticed this. I've seen the movie a million times. When we started doing the podcast, <laughs> we were watching the movie for the podcast and this scene comes up. Now the terrorists have already taken over the school. And this guy's got like a garage door opener on his wrist. So he kidnap everybody. They sit the headmaster down to talk to the negotiator. And so the headmaster is like, you know, well, they've taken over the whole school. And then the terrorist points to this little device on his hand that if he pushes it, it'll blow up the school. And like with the most condescending <laughs> accent and just the look. He rolls his eyes and he's like, "Oh yeah," and he has this thing on his arm that can like blow up the school if he pushes it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like foreshadowing the idea that like, nah, I don't think it's gonna work. Like, you guys can yeah. go ahead and come in. You know, he's like, "This thing is definitely not gonna work. It's a fucking garage door opener." It is one of it is now. I will say the reason I I full disclosure is because I know that a lot of my friends because you know 
we thought we were tough kids. And a lot of people that I know, when you talk about that movie, it was like, yeah, man, it's like Red Dawn. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Was another Red Dawn that shit, right? It's like, you know, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to toy soldier that shit. Like, I wish they would come invade my school. Like, I, <laughs> I, I take my chair and I take it apart. You know, I don't got any screwdrivers on me or anything, but I take it apart, <laughs> make some weapons out of it, man. Like, I, I kill a motherfucker with an eraser. Yeah, right? I sharpen some chalk. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stab a dude with some chalk, like, see the American me? Like, what the fuck, dog, you know? Make some shanks. Like, and know. we're talking about Red, Red Dawn 84, everybody. Yes, yeah, Red Dawn. The other Red Dawn doesn't even fucking exist. Fucking yeah. the, only I, the only thing I like about the other Red Dawn is the fact that, uh, that uh, Helmsworth gets, gets fucking dotted in his head at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's out of nowhere, dude. It's like, that's amazing. It's like the end of the movie and it's like, come on guys, come this way. And doof, just gets sniped, dude. It's like, it, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Happy ending. Yeah, right. these, guys are, like, these guys have fucking Gatling guns on fucking Mustangs. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You needed anyway. to hammer a Thor, buddy. Yeah. So, so now I see that movie and I watched that movie and I'm like, yeah, nah, like you, you hear about kids that are they like, you know, one brave kid got in front of a gunman and he got shot 10 times and he died. Yeah. And eventually the gunman, you know, gets shot by, by police officers. Like, like that shit is the idea that it could have been realistic when we were younger before school shootings is like, now you see that and you're like, man, that is such bullshit. Oh yeah. Like, no, now it's just be like, try to run, get out while you can. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? And if you if you are caught in that situation, like don't be the hero. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like try to ride it out. You know, fight if if they're gonna if they're actively trying to take your life. But if this is a, a kidnapping situation, it's like uh it's it's crazy. And these and you know, you had Columbine, which was the video footage from Colorbine is eerie because you really don't see anybody die, but you see them walking the halls and you see the gunshots and you see the kids running. Then you've had a couple of other ones, but there was one that happened a couple of years ago, and I can't remember it. Uh, the um, Parkland. It might was it, it might have been the Parkland, Park yeah, where they they actually had like sound. Yeah, they, they recorded mm. it. And it was the sound? I remember, and I've always told people this because people are always like, "Yeah, man, I got a gun," and I'm like, "Look, man, I got boxing gloves, but I'm not stepping into the ring anytime soon." You know what I mean? Like, Facts. I can hit a heavy bag. That doesn't make me a boxer. Like just because you have a gun doesn't mean you got tactical training. And it really pisses me off when they're like, hey, we should arm these teachers. And it's like, if all you're going to do is give them a gun, you might as well give them scissors because it's the exact yeah. same thing. Because my, my dad was a, was a, a shooting instructor and was a sniper. And so he, he taught us how to shoot. But even in what he taught us how to, how to shoot, it wasn't tactical training. It wasn't right. shooting while you're getting shot at. And that is something that is completely different. I've never been through it, but I know that me shooting a paper target at 50 feet or at a hundred yards is very different than shooting at a live, at a human being that's shooting back at you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like actual combat situation is a totally right. different animal. Yeah. Yeah. You get to yeah. stand there and just aim and, and just practice here. Exactly. It's like not that at all. Yeah. No, yeah not at no. all. So I, I, I picked that movie for the, for the two reasons. One is the pre-school shootings and the idea that you could be a hero. And then also the post-school shoot, post shootings where you realize that that movie is full of shit yeah. and that you don't want to show that to get kids like, yeah, man, I wish they fucking would come and shoot my school. Well, and, like, yeah, no. 
it's also too like it, school shootings are also like people coming in to like deliberately shoot up the school mm-hmm. and that's it there's no other objective other than like let's just murder a bunch of kids yeah you know, fucking uh, toy soldiers, they're like, at least like, okay, they're going to hold us hostage. We got to try to figure out, you know, like it's the diehard situation. Like I yeah. said you know, before, it's like, okay, we, they got an objective. So if we can buy enough time to, and even then, they're not even really like fighting back, like grabbing the gun. Like they're doing a lot of like, just trying to, in toy soldiers, they're like not doing a lot of like, oh, like, well, let's go, you know, shoot back. And it's still unrealistic as fuck. But a lot of what they're doing is not shooting back, but it's just like, how do we like get a message out to the authorities? to help now, them out I, and I like sneak around this. and do shit like I, I was gonna say this so they're the able scene. to get yeah they're able to run out and get the, the information to the authorities right now in the scene where sean Aston's going back to the mm-hmm. school because somebody's gonna die like first off head, they're, they're, count, they're doing the head count and he's yeah missing. they're doing the head count right <laughs> but the fact that he was able to get away from the army so fast, like they couldn't detain him and he stole a Humvee and he's driving through the backwoods of a school. That's like, I'm like, how he, big is his fucking school? He escapes the school, <laughs> goes to the, to the army, tells them about the situation. They're like, okay, well now that you're out, we can't let you go back in as a hostage. He's like, no, you don't understand. Like if I don't go back, they're going to kill somebody. They're going to know I'm yeah. missing and they're going to kill somebody. They're like too bad. You got to stay here, which is already like a dumb. I don't think the army would just say that. I feel like they'd be right. like, no, we, we've assessed the situation, whatever. So, like you said, then he escapes them. Nobody tackles him. So, how good is the army going to be if they can't if they can't just tackle Sean Aston? And then they send who, in the special forces, who just as a reminder, Sean Aston played Rudy. So we're not talking about a physically imposing kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're not talking about the biggest kid in the school. No, by far, right? No, it's so, like departure from Mikey. From yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah. then he goes. So then he he. Uh, so then the special forces show up and they're like, listen, we got the green brace here. We're going to go in and we're going to take these guys out and we're going to, you know, off of his information, we're going to take these guys out and we're going to go. So they go in, they shoot two guys at the top of the building, right? Because they're undercover. So they snipe them. Doop, doop. <laughs> well, they don't kill one of the guys and he's able to drop a grenade on them. <laughs> and so he drops a grenade as they're infiltrating the school and it blows up. It takes the one grenade takes out the entire fucking special forces team. But Lou Gossett Jr. is with them and just this, like he's in them with like a fucking blazer and slacks. <laughs> and the head of the special forces guy, his legs are blown off. And Lou Gossett's like, he looks at him and he's like, hey man, what happens if he pulls those wires? He's like, the whole school will blow up. Tackle him. So Lou Gossett Jr. as the as the principal of the school, right? Fucking jumps through the window and then gets shot. <laughs> it's like the most like it is it's a calamity of fuck ups, dude. It is just like it's insanely like, you know, what's going on? It's just insane. It it is absolutely insane. And it all starts with that fucking headmaster being like, he's got this thing on his arm that says he can blow the yeah. <laughs> like, like he's not taking it seriously. At all, man. At oh, all. Everybody. It's so funny. All right, Eric, you're up next. Oh wow! Okay, I'll uh, I'll lighten it up a little bit more, and I'm gonna choose uh, back to school. Oh yeah, that was that was on my list <laughs> with uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he plays a you know a successful. What is he like in laundry? No, or? he's in. Uh, he has like a big and tall store, but he calls. There you it go, big and tall. Yeah, but he calls it fat and something. Are you fat I, and short yeah. and fat or something? I, like that? I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. 
but he he's a successful you know owner that's that that's that's all he's ever done and he didn't really have a full education growing up and uh so you know jump you know it's a little while longer he has a son that's uh in college but he's not you know liking it he doesn't think he's doing very well he's thinking about you know not going back so he makes a deal with his son you know just just to help him you know pep him up a little bit i'll join you i'll i'll, I'll go to school with you so we can both do it and you know and it just turns to, it just goes downhill from there man nothing but partying and he's trying to bribe professors just to get you know passing grades it's it's just it's a great movie man and it then you awesome. have sam the great sam kinnison's in there he plays a PTSD professor. Yeah, PTSD Get him back. The forty fifth, forty second parallel. What would you do? Yeah, yes, man. And Sally Kellerman. It says love interests. They probably could have picked somebody a little bit prettier, but whatever, whatever. You know, it is what it is. But it's yeah, it's a great movie, and yeah. No, it, it it it's a great yeah. It, the best thing uh, about being married to somebody who didn't get to watch those movies when she was a kid is watching them now. So <laughs> me and Crystal, you know, I'm sitting there and I and I see Back to School and I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch Back to School. She was like, I'll watch it with you. And I was like, I'm not sure if you're gonna like this one because she's not into like that kind of raunchy humor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so and it's not even like Back to School is not even raunchy humor. You know what I mean? I think they show yeah. a set of tits on there and that was it and. And, uh, and so she starts watching it and she's cracking up because he, Ronnie Dangerfield talks in one liners. Yeah. 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 The whole whole time. The the entire time, you know what I mean? And so, uh, the, in in all, in all his movies, you know what I mean? In in Caddyshack, when he uses his like nice hat, he just kind of rolls his eyes and he walks But that back to school is just like zing, 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 zing. Yeah, his his son, poor guy, he's trying to like really be dedicated and pass his classes, but yeah, his Rodney Dinchfield is not helping his case at all, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find the name of his store. I looked at it. I think it just it said uh, from the quote I f- found. It just said "tall and fat." Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. Yeah. He's like at the tall whole commercial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great potholes when you jog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just let's see. Oh, Kurt, yeah, Kurt Vonnegut makes a cameo in it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, uh, Iron Man's in it. Um, uh, Robert oh, yeah. Downey Jr. Yeah, Downey yeah. yeah. Jr. He plays a he plays like a punk rock kid who's like yeah. you know, crazy. God, uh, that is Polly uh, Polly's in it too. Polly's like his right hand man. Well, not Polly, yeah. but Burt Young. Yeah, yeah. Burt Young. Yeah, it's Polly. Polly. Yeah, it's Polly. So we know that's Polly. Yeah the the name the the name of the dean is Dean Martin. Like his his yeah. last name yeah. is Martin. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, Dean Martin, and he's just like, they all just like roll their eyes, like, oh, this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's that movie's that movie's hilarious, man. He does the uh, what was it the the dive that he does. Uh, oh, the triple Lindy. Triple Lindy. Triple Lindy. Triple yeah. Lindy. yeah, yeah. Triple Lindy, man. <laughs> the triple Lindy. Like, That's an all-time classic. <laughs> yeah. I just love how it goes in the slow motion every time yeah. he hits one diving board to the next. <laughs> He's doing flips and shit. Yeah. yeah. That shit's hilarious, dude. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> the best. Yeah, that is a great that, that's a great Roddy Dangerfield movie. 
yeah not yeah just, uh, not just a great school movie but it's a great Rodney Dangerfield movie I that movie's hilarious man yeah that I would put that as one of the funniest like school movies yes. oh yeah it's just that's that's out there because you got you know you got your other stuff that and I'm not going to list any but you got your other ones but that one is just uh the fact that he goes back and he's just like yeah he 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 couldn't get into a class or something like that or he couldn't so he donated money for a building yes he's just buying his way through and shit yeah and he was like the the professor's like starting a business and he was like what are we making and he was like widgets Widget. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> no he goes Widget. he goes what are we making and he was like why does it matter and he was like well it depends on what we're making is what you're gonna do he goes well, let's say we're making tape recorders he's like the japs are gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he starts going to economics yeah, and yeah. shit <laughs> he was like you gotta he goes, we're gonna build a building he was like what you're better off running got a buck and a dollar a buck and a quarter of a square foot he was yeah. like, you know, building he was like you have to grease the local politicians and he was like you think the teamsters aren't gonna have anything to do with it <laughs> like, <laughs> and all the kids are taking notes yeah, and he was like we don't deal with back alley deals or you know loan sharks this this and that and he was like uh where are we gonna build this and he goes what about fantasy land here's a crazy thing with my current job now because i'm in development when he starts talking about like square footage and like bucket a quarter but i know exactly what he's talking about like i know he, he was like oh you might as well do this and i'm like well yeah that's what we do at work like people are like hey should we build a building i'm like why we just rent it and that something happens we just break the lease and move on to the next thing and they're just like well we could build a building i'm like you don't want to build a building like it's gonna cost way too much so don't worry about that did he like he had he hired like someone like a, he had his own secretary to go into the classes and like tape record oh, and stuff for him. <laughs> Yeah, it was the same secretary from uh from Ferris Bueller. There you was, go, yeah. yeah. What a bunch uh, of yeah. Oh yeah. She's yeah. like I feel like she's like the, the permanent secretary from Dude, like yeah, she's even, never even McClure, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> she's typing for him and she's Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and his kids laughing all trying not to laugh yeah. next to him. <laughs> that's just hilarious. The best. Oh my god, it's that's crazy. Okay, Condon, you're up. Oh shit. Okay. I am going to pick uh, my next movie is a Korean horror movie called Whispering Corridors, which is the first of a whole series of these movies that are all set in a Korean, I guess, their version of high school, which is, I forget what they call it, like secondary school or some shit. Um, it's a ghost story. It is fucking weird. It is amazing. It gives like this weird insight into like apparently how horribly competitive Korean schooling is, which I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is real or not, but I know when I, I read up on it after watching the movie, people were like, <laughs> wow, this is like really, yeah, this felt really true to life. And I was like, was it the ghost part? Or really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, was that, what was it called again? What was it called again? Whispering Corridors. So like fucking, so the school is like, extra, like the teachers are just all pieces of shit in the school. Like they're like, Every, they like are just bullying the kids constantly like you're not you're not ever like doing good enough like if there's like you know like oh that kid got a hundred why aren't you better than them it's like well fucking they got a hundred like i got a 99 they're like you yeah. should be better and it's like well there's no 101 on the grade scale what do you want me to do sabotage them and they're like right. maybe shit i don't know <laughs> so it's like the teachers are so like they put on this pressure and basically it's like a classic ghost story where like some of these teachers start like getting killed and it's like oh shit like and you find out there's like a vengeful spirit you can probably piece it like it's nothing super surprising as far as like oh two and two together some 
some girl from the past that they like pushed too far, something happened, and now she's coming back for revenge. But it's just like so over the top with like how the teachers are like treating the students. So like this this one scene where like this this girl is in art class, and in fairness, her art project is pretty fucked up because one teacher gets found hung at the school because the ghost fucking strung the teacher up <laughs> so that's pretty fucking bad so then the girl is like vaguely possessed by the ghost and shit in the art class so she like starts painting a picture of the teacher like i think it's like not quite her hung but like you know bloodied up or whatever and so the art teacher understandably is upset now reasonable reaction would be to be like this is offensive this is messed up that person died uh go to the principal's office or something right Fucking get out of here. You're going to be expelled. I don't know. That's what we would do in America, probably. Right. This teacher starts beating the shit out of this girl. <laughs> Whoa. Beats, her to, beats her to the floor. And while she's on the floor, is kicking her. And it's like, die, die, die. And it's like, well, I know this guy's going to get killed by the ghost. Like, yeah, yeah. The ghost is just <laughs> watching you the entire time. Like, wait till nightfall. Like, you, you lucky ghosts can't kill people in broad daylight or you'd be dead right now. But, oh, wait till you have to work late. And sure enough, one of these days, He's working late. First of all, uh, if if there's like you look, I'm I'm not like I've never said I believe in ghosts or anything, right? But I've met enough people that like say they've encountered a ghost that I'm right. like, mm. you know, whatever. I'm not here to tell you you're a liar. I believe in I believe in you because I, I it sounds like you really believe in that shit, and your story is like pretty convincing for somebody who doesn't like come up with stories like this all the time and shit. So I'm always just the play it safe guy. I'm like mm. just kind of the guy like if I heard, hey man, a ghost murdered a dude that worked here you know the ghost only comes out at like 11 o'clock at night i'm not the guy who would be like oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna stay here till 11 and like nah i'm just gonna make sure i'm okay i'm was it 10 30 i'm not even gonna wait till 10 55 just in case i'm getting the fuck out of there but of course it's a <laughs> horror movie so they're like i don't care that every like we've had four teachers murdered here mysteriously even if you don't think it's a ghost like what if it's just a real person why are you working alone at night in yeah, the murder right? in the murder school <laughs> So it, it takes all those kind of turns, but it's just, I like, I, I remembered it from back in the, you know, cause um, look, we all kind of old on this podcast. If anybody in here is about to hear this word and not understand what it is, uh, there was a, a place that used to be called Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> it was part of a, it, it was a video store and you're probably wondering video. What the fuck is that? You might yeah. even be thinking like, what the fuck is a store? Like a <laughs> online store? No. Right. <laughs> the physical building we used to walk in and rent movies. <laughs> like, first it started as cassette, video cassettes and then eventually DVDs. And you'd, have go in, yeah. <laughs> you'd go in and, and I remember that being on the shelf like and like it just looked like I was like one of these days I'm gonna rent this. One and I would always just pass it up and like you know, it, it was, I mean, you guys know, it was different back then. We didn't have literally every movie under the sun that you could add to your queue. Like, yeah, you had to deal with what's in the store and maybe they'd order something for you special if you like, you know, yeah. if they could get it for you. And then all but, the Black Wizards had different movies. Yeah. Yeah. They had it wasn't all even the, consistent. They, yeah. They had all the, 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 the main attractions, right? They all had the, 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 the what do you call it? The, the blockbuster movies, right? The, yeah. The big yeah. screen movies. But then if like some blockbuster movies had like an anime section, some didn't, some had, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. some, some of the blockbusters foreign section was basically just soft porn. 
And so, mm-hmm. you know, just, just yeah. Emmanuel, just all yeah. the Emmanuel, all, yeah. all the Emmanuels. <laughs> this, this, this ain't even a foreign section. This is just Emmanuel, yeah, Emmanuel in Africa. Well, you know what's happening there. <laughs> and then you know, for and then we had to take a chance on these movies. You know, they had like a brief description on the back of the video cassette, you know, was, and that was, was it. You know, that was you're just you're just trying to find hidden gems and like definitely the, rented movies off of pictures back then. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. synopses were not enough. Yeah. Straight to video movies. Not even like the synopsis weren't enough. Even the covers would lie to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like you talk about the foreign movies, they'd be like, after Jackie Chan got big, you'd see a movie, it's like, oh, Jackie Chan's on the cover. And then you watch it, it'd be like, Jackie Chan like just handles an introduction and isn't in the rest of the movie or something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He'd show up at the beginning and be like, hey, this director's my friend. I hope you enjoy the movie. I saw with Jackie Chan. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> This is Joe Chin. This ain't even yeah. Joe Chin. Man. This is bullshit. They haven't thrown a punch in here yet. Yeah. <laughs> this, this guy is not as good as Jackie Chan. Right. So like, I remember while, like, walking past this, and it would be like in the, the horror section. Walking through the horror section at Blockbuster was always like my favorite. Because like yes, the, yes. Direct to, the direct to, to Blockbuster movies that would come out, you just see like these crazy covers. Yeah. You'd be like, what is this about? what could this possibly be about? And I went through my phase where I was like, yo, I want to watch every, like when, when like all the Asian horror movies started like really exploding in America. I was like, man, I got to watch all these. Cause like the ring made it real popular in America. So I was like, man, like yeah. they've got some really weird fucked up movies coming out of like Hong Kong and Japan and Indonesia and all these places. I was like, man, like these guys got like some weird, they got ghosts I never heard of before. If you've never seen, by the way, I mentioned Indonesia. If you've never seen Indonesian horror movies, mm-hmm. yo. They're worse like, than this. It's not even, it's just so weird. Like, so <laughs> there's a, there's, I think it's Indonesia. There's a creature that they have that is like a, a woman who, she's not a vampire, I guess, but she basically is. But she, her head detaches from the rest of her body, except her spine. It looks like the 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 Mortal Kombat fatality when yeah, you know, oh, like yeah. So, ripped out the head and the spine showing. But she she does that, detaches her head is flying around with just her spine and some guts trailing, so that she can fly through the night, find pregnant women, stick her tongue up through their pussies to eat their babies. That is an actual mythological creature. That's not something they invented for a horror movie. That is that is their version of a vampire, basically. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm trying to picture that. Right? <laughs> think of how normal, like, um, like think how normal American vampire. <laughs> think of like if that vampire showed up at the regular like vampire parties, right? You know, like, uh, if, like it's an American. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this motherfucker. Right? This kind of drugs weird. were these people taking when they're coming up with that? <laughs> like, yo, like they're just trying to be like, yo, man, yeah, like it was hard for me the other day to find like. Uh, somebody to eat you know like i had to sneak up on this couple and she's like yeah i know like after i detached my head and was flying around my spot they're like shut up i don't want to hear yeah. the rest of these <laughs> i'm trying to have a you're about to make me throw up and i drink blood <laughs> 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 fucking weirdo what year did this come out the, the I, movie i want to say like either like late 90s or like oh, early okay. 2000s let me, let me oh, okay. i want to say like 98 or something like that but it might have been like so so there was so you know, the, you have movies that have been made around the world for a, you know a long time, but the qual like America's always been like the high quality movie. If a movie came out in America, you know that it was like oh, it was probably done with some quality. And then when like in the eighties and the nineties, when 
other countries were doing movies, it was like, man, this is not going to be any good. Like this is going to be shot poorly or it's going to, you know, not have the same like production quality as, as a, as a U.S. film, as a U.S. film. But now throw that shit out the door. Because these motherfuckers are like, they are just producing the wildest shit. Dude. On the back of Korea. If you have not seen the kingdom on. Oh, that shit is awesome. Yo. That is one of the most creative zombie flicks that it, or the series, the zombie series. Yeah. It is, it is insanely good. The story is good. Is it like the way that the zombies come about and what they're doing? And then like they, how it takes off in season two. I was like, dude, dude season two had me jaw dropped. Like it is, could, it was that insane. It was on Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 It's called yeah, the Kingdom. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't Bro. seen it, man, it is, yeah. it is Watch it. dope. It takes not, place in uh, feudal Japan or feudal, feudal Korea. Yeah. And it's like you're talking about like royalty and you're talking about uh, families feuding and you're talking about – then you got zombies in the mix with that. It's like it's just it's – in, it's insanely good. It is just like super entertaining and super suspenseful. And then you have zombies on top of that. Like, you yeah. know, it's – that's the wild thing. It's like it's already like a dope kind of plot with like you said, like the intrigue and there's like – they're trying to like rob the throne basically and shit from like the rightful prince, the rightful ruler. Right, right. And then also fucking zombies in the mix. It's like mad, like you're like, yo, like this 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 shit like multiple times it was like, damn, am I watching like one of these series where like all my favorite people are gonna die? Yeah. And like it's got like some like the people that die are not always who you expect. And like there was like a couple yeah. moments I was like, man, fuck. I, I was really hoping they would make it. And it's like, nope. Like it's it's one of those, it's like it's pretty fucking dope. I like. I agree with Alex, man. It was like one of the that and also from Korea, fucking uh, Train to Train Busan. Train to Busan, yeah. The sequel's coming out. Like, there's I know. I can't wait for that shit. I watched yeah. Train to Busan, like me and my girlfriend, a, a couple of years ago on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. We made a prime rib. We were just gonna do like a instead of going out for it, we were like, oh, let's just we're gonna make a nice uh, prime rib. You know, like do it all up, yada yada. Like found a great recipe, and then we're just gonna chill and watch a movie. And me being me, instead of, you know, being like, oh, let's pick a, you know, nice romantic, you know, just us. <laughs> I'm flipping through, I'm like, yo, I always wanted to see this crazy Korean zombies on a train movie. She was like, okay, cool. We watched that shit. She was like, this is amazing. She was like looking at me like, like, I can't, I'm so glad you picked this. I was like, isn't yeah. this a great way to start the new year? This is how you get the new year off to a start. For real, dude. That, that, that train to Busan was dope. Like, it is good, good imaginative, like, movies that are just not the same, like, kind of recycled zombie themes you know what i mean nah. like it just it's a different aspect a different look at it and it's it's cool to see like different um different like mythological creatures or people's you know like uh you know children's stories you know like the light yeah. on and stuff like that like the ceo yeah. come to life as opposed to just like the boogeyman or you know something like that um what was that other one that uh, it came out in england or it was based in england and i think it was actually done in england uh God, what was it called? It was a horror movie, and it was like this this creature that would follow you around. And um, the oh god, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, it was the same thing like that. It was like just a different aspect or different look. Just at, like a different like yeah, like one of their local legends. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, so, like, I love that kind of shit, man. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I think would, it's I think it's awesome. I'd recommend uh, Whispering Corridors. It's a fucking. It's nice. just for the fact of how fucked up the teachers are made me feel like man, this is a. I, fuck this is a shitty school 
Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd haunt this shit and kill the teachers too. Shit. If they were <laughs> beating up my friends and telling them to die in the middle of art class. Right. Exactly. Oh, you don't fuck up. Yeah. You don't fuck up now. So, okay. So moving on to mine. So I'm going to take it out of the violence and go back into the seriousness of, <laughs> of high school education. I got a fascination with one of my favorite, uh, motifs or genres of, of movies is kind of like the underdog story in high schools, right? Or in schools. I don't care if they're high school or middle school, but it's always like, uh, you know, these kids are not supposed to succeed and then they end up succeeding. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the first ones to come out um, and do that, that represented me on the screen, which is very cliche to say, mm-hmm. but it represented me on the screen was stand and deliver. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. fact that it was, that it was about math, which was always been my favorite subject. Um, that it was about math was like another, like, you know, on the, on the chalkboard. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, uh, what was it? Jaime Escalante, mm-hmm. a, uh, Bolivian teacher, math teacher, uh, played by Edward James Olmos, um, who plays every old Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, dude, we need an old Mexican. They're like, we well, got one. We need like a young Mexican. Well, you got, or we need a middle-aged Mexican. And it's like, well, you got Jimmy Smith's. We need a young Mexican. <laughs> we need a young Mexican. Well, you got Bob from the Bombay. What's his name? Uh, Isai Morales. Isai Morales. Yeah. Isai Morales. Like, uh, uh, and in Mi Familia, they, they all come out in the same yeah. movie. So it's like, you know, it, uh, it's trifecta. Anyway, so he plays a, he plays a high school teacher uh, that left, that quit his, his space engineering job to become a math teacher. And uh, he, they start teaching math, the school that he's at, Garfield High School is having accreditation problems. And he basically says like, hey, I can teach these kids, you know, I can teach them more. I can rate, you know, if you, if you push them, they'll rise to the expectation, right? If you set the standards higher, they'll rise to them. So he takes this ragtag group of kids and he ends up um, over a span of four years, he ends up getting them to take the advanced uh, placement test for calculus. Um, and gets in, gonna get some college credit. I saw that movie and I was like, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna take that advanced placement. And then I realized when I w- when I was gonna, because I actually took calculus in high school and I was gonna take the advanced placement. And I realized that you had that even if you passed, that you would still have to take calculus in college. And I was like, well, what the fuck? I'm gonna take it anyway. I was like, never mind. I ain't taking that stupid test. And so. Uh, uh, and that, that's in the state of Texas. I don't know about in California, but in the state of Texas, it was that way at the time. So he ends up teaching this ragtag group of kids, you know, and it, it was one of, uh, um, what's his name? So was it Rich- Lou Diamond Phillips? Yeah, Lou Diamond. It was one of Lou Diamond. It was, a matter of fact, I think it followed uh, La Bamba. Bamba. Bamba, yeah, it was La Bamba and then Stand and Deliver. He, I would think it was his second movie. It may have been his third or fourth movie. But that dude was young, man. Yeah, yeah. He was super young. And he comes out as a cholo, which yeah. is hilarious. Perfect role, though, dude. I mean, he yeah, fit it. He fit it. He played it. He played it well, man. He played it well. And you see his transition. Yeah. You know, he, has a, he has a scene because he's like, he doesn't want to see his boys, you know, see him have school. And he was like, you know, hey, professor. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, hey, uh, I got a problem. And he goes, yeah, you're telling me about it. And he was like, listen, you know, I can't have the homies see me with these books. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and he was like, so why don't I get like, you know, two books, you know, one for my locker and one for home. I saw that. And the very first time I saw that, I was like, why the fuck would you need one for your locker? Like <laughs> just to have inside your locker. 
Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense to have it in your locker. It doesn't make any sense. So he gives him three books. He was like, here, I'm going to give you one for your house, one for your locker, and then one for some other, you know, obscure place. And so he gives him one book and he's like, okay. And he gives him the second book. And he's like, Hey man, this one's broken. And it's basically yeah. like, <laughs> like the edge of the, the book is torn. And he's like, this is broken. And he's like, what the fuck? He's all critical about it. Shit, dude. But it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, they're inspirational movies. In quote mm-hmm. unquote. Yeah. It's a damn good movie, man. True story. Movie, yeah. yeah. Everything. Man. Yeah. It's a really True good story. Movie. Here's the crazy part. Uh, cause I'm always like, what are they doing now? Right. Like what's the, mm-hmm. what, what are those kids doing now? So I read this article and they were like, well, it was a little misconceived. The, the movie was a little, uh, it, it gave it a, what is it? Like a little misleading. Like misleading. There you go. I was gonna say misconceiving. I know that's not a word. Um, it was a little misleading. Um, in the fact that the article said the movie made it seem like it took place over one year. And I was like, no, it didn't. If you pay attention to the timeline, yeah. you know, they, they, he follows them through many years and he goes, and this, the, he goes, the classes didn't actually take place at Garfield. They took place at a local community college or a local college. He was like, because it was a special program that these kids signed up in. And he mm-hmm. was like, and they were low income kids, you know, that Garfield has low income kids. They were low income kids. And he said that they did end up passing a lot in the movie. They display like 16 kids or something like that. And it was, it was a lot more actually that passed it. And they said oh. the only real character that was in the classroom was the girl who worked at the restaurant. Um, but her dad was like that her dad made her drop out of school. And then Edward James almost went to the restaurant and he was like, Hey, your daughter should be oh, back yeah. in school. He says that was the only real character that, that, existed oh. in the classroom she was the only real that was based on the, an actual student all the other ones were combinations of students and you know they they took the identity but not so much like the storyline or whatever and my big thing was like i wanted to know what happened to the guy with the car like oh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> also that guy had a fucking badass car dude yeah uh, that car that he was working on was fucking it like it was a uh like a nova no it wasn't a nova it was uh yeah, you gotta look it up. Was it a muscle car? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was a muscle yeah. car. I want to say it was a Camaro, but it was like. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a it was a dope car that he was working on and stuff, and so, but there's a lot of good scenes in there. You know what I mean? He has a heart attack, and he oh, also yeah. the heart attack. He actually didn't have a heart attack. He had, uh, like he had a heart arrhythmia or something like that. Oh no, it was like indigestion. It was something minor that that wasn't a heart attack. So he never actually had a heart attack. Um, but uh but uh yeah it's 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 you know it's one of those movies where it's just kind of like oh you know the kids you know you can with you know with hard work you can kind of beat the system and you know i like the fact that he went to like when they were accused of cheating that uh he went to bat for him and he was like hey you guys and i read in the story that it was determined that three of the kids actually cheated that they had yeah so they they actually had a piece of paper that they were passing around and the mistake that they made was a very silly mistake and they all made the exact same mistake and they referenced that in the Mm -hmm. film right Mm -hmm. he goes but when they but it was determined that they knew the material and they didn't need to cheat so they actually did they actually retook the test and they were just like why did you guys you know why did you guys cheat in the first place you know you guys knew the material you guys knew how to do it you would have passed even if you would have got that problem wrong you guys would have passed and got the credit and it was just, you know, the pressures and this, that, and the other or whatever. Yeah. Um, but those characters were left out of the film. 
and uh, and mm-hmm. those things. But it was cool to see like a you know a real life teacher be inspirational. Um, I remember yeah. in high school we would see we would watch like Jaime Escalante motivational stuff and. It was always like, I came from nothing. I came from Bolivia and, I, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm a teacher and I teach the you know, little beaters fucking calculus and that's what I do. What are these little things? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the movies that we watched, you know, in school, like in junior high. You yeah. know, they would play this. This is one of the movies that was always in rotation there just to inspire us to do good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to be Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> yeah. I want to be that guy with the, with the right. Camaro. Oh, yeah, with the Camaro. Yeah. I want to be the slutty girl. Like, okay. <laughs> so that was my pick. Um, yeah, Edward James almost did a good job. I think he got nominated for Best uh, Supporting Actor. I think Lou Diamond Phillips actually got nominated too in some in different awards uh, or in different uh, – yeah. Yeah. Like, not, not the Academy Award. I think he got for – the Actors Guild or something like that, but they there were some nominations that got handed out for that. Uh, but overall, good movie, man. I was like, it's, oh, it's yeah. still I still watch. Actually, matter of fact, I watched it the other day, and that's when I started looking up to see where the past characters were at, and go from there. But yeah, so yeah, Stand and Deliver is my is my second movie. So third and final movie, Eric, what you got? Third and final movie. I have a movie called Three O'clock High. It came out. Uh, when did it come out? I've heard of that. Uh, 87, around 87. And uh, one of the main actor, Casey Shimosko, he was in Young Guns, but I can't remember his character's name in that one. In, the, in that one. But either way, uh, it's a... Uh, oh, yeah. He plays a, a high school kid. You know, he's in charge of, like, the school the school store where they have, you know, you know pens, paper, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he's also part of the... Like was it the newspaper, like the journals, like a journalist club? Yeah. Well, anyways, there's a, a rumor about a new student that's going to be showing up, and like he's a hardcore, just like you know, thug loser. And rumor is, if you just touch him, he will kick your ass. Like it, it, he doesn't really talk too much, like, but if you try to touch him or do whatever, he will just flat out like you know, knock your ass out. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, he does end up going to the school. And this kid, he is dealt with the task of uh, having to interview him to uh, welcome him to the school and find out like what his hobbies are, what he likes. So he, you know, he, all of a sudden he's afraid because he knows about this guy's past. And uh, he ends up finding him in the restroom and he starts talking to him. <laughs> and uh the guy, you know, his name is Buddy Ravel. He does not want to talk to the guy, you know, and he's trying to make it like, dude, just leave me the hell alone. So uh, he didn't know that if you touch him, he'll get violent. Well, he accidentally grabs his arm and to like, you know, say, hey, no hard feelings. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, Buddy Ravel grabs him, throws him against like the glass glass mirror you know, and starts beating them up and telling them, I don't like it when people touch me or talk to me. You really made me aggravated. Now I got to kick your ass. <laughs> three o'clock. Yes. <laughs> so at three o'clock, me and you in the parking lot. And then he goes back to the class and uh, his friend's like, you didn't touch him, did you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's like freaking out. Like, dude, this guy's a little scrawny kid, you know, he's like, what the hell do I do? So, Later on, he comes up with the idea of maybe, well, let me pay 
let me pay uh, this, uh, one of the bigger students to kick his ass for me. And well, he does end up paying the guy to kick his ass, but he ends up kicking that guy's ass. Yeah. So uh, with that money that he tried paying off the the guy that beat him up, he you know tries to pay off Buddy Ravel and say, "Hey, just take the money, just don't kick my ass," you know. And then he tells him, uh, "You're more of, you're more of a pussy than I thought you were." And then those words, like all of a sudden, just you know. He has a change of heart and says, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna beat your ass at three o'clock. Let's do it." So take it from there, you know. But throughout this whole movie, there's just mishaps, you know, just a lot of funny situations, and it kind of reminds me of you know my high school days too, man. So you had to steer clear of certain people, or else you would get your ass kicked. You know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, it's 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 a classic, man. You have to watch it if you haven't seen it. Nice. I remember. I feel like I remember like that being on HBO a lot back in the day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I looks like, like a very HBO movie. Yeah. 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 I, I remember that name and like, like when you said, it, I was like, wait a minute. And then you started describing. It. I was like, oh yeah. Like I remember like seeing the, <laughs> like that would be one of those that would show up, like, pop up on HBO, and you'd be like, okay, like I, I gotta. I, think I, I must have caught it like in bits and pieces like a million different times. And the. The character Buddy Ravel, he's actually the bad guy in Kindergarten Cop. Yes, that's yes. Yeah. I was gonna say that guy looks. I'm looking at the picture. I was like, where? I've seen him in something else. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he is. He's oh, so good. It's one of my favorite high school movies, man. It to me, it, you know, John Hughes, rest in peace. He made some badass, you know, movies with high school, but this is one of those, man, that I hold up there. It, it didn't get as big as a, you know, promotion or what have you, but. It, to me, it's a badass movie. It should have gotten more than what it deserved, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, Compton, you're up. Third and final. All right. Uh, it's a toss up for me. I'm gonna go with since I already did one horror movie. I was gonna do Carrie, but I, I've already done one horror movie. So <clears throat> I'm gonna go with The Wood, even though it's only like half of a high school movie. Still so a good anybody, high school movie. Yeah. Yeah. The high. Yeah. That's the best parts of the movie. You want the yes. whole thing to be in fucking high school. Yeah. 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 As much as, you know, I like the actors from the present day stuff. It's like got Tay Diggs. When they're older, it's Tay Diggs and Omar Epps. And that's, you know, that those scenes are kind of cool. But like the stuff when they flash back to their – so the movie's just about like one guy's about to get married. He's getting kind of cold feet. His buddies have to try to, you know, <clears throat> make sure he's not going to stand his chick up and, you know, don't punk out on the marriage. You know, you want to do this. You love this girl, blah, blah, blah. So then they start flashing back to how they all met. Um, one of the guys is new to town. He, you know, befriends the other two that kind of like, but he's kind of like a, uh, just kind of like a, I think he's like from like, I think it's all in LA and I think he's like a country boy. So he's like not used to the city life. He's not used to the gang shit. He's from North Carolina. Yeah. He's from North Carolina. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And so he's not used to the gang shit. Yeah. Like he's not used to anything in LA. <clears throat> and like the other two are like trying to like show him the ropes. He accidentally like, uh, like they talk him into like, he like, takes a liking to one girl and so like they talk him into trying to uh like hit on her but like basically like like oh no just walk up and grab her ass basically yes <laughs> which I'll so then he does that book. she like slaps him and then like turns out that her brother is like a fucking like the lead gangster in the school and shit so like he like it's kind of a three o'clock high situation he meets him after school and is like i'm gonna beat <laughs> your ass <laughs> so then like he does that like he does that but then like 
in the process of that, like he ends up like he's like, "Yo, you think my sister's a hoe or something?" He's like, "Nah, man, I just thought she was pretty." Yeah, the way so, he says it, too, <laughs> yeah. like that's gonna save him from getting his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, man, I, th- I think she's pretty. Yeah, I think and so pretty. he still he still gets his ass kicked, but then like the girl hears this and like is like, "Oh, like well, that makes up for him grabbing my ass, I guess." Tracy, I came up and said, "Okay, all right." You should have came up and said you thought I was pretty and then tried to grab my ass. <laughs> I'll take it now. I'll take it. I'll take it. But like, so then from the, from there, like it goes through like them having like their first dance and all like just this cool like just friends in high school shit. And it's like one of those movies that makes you like. I remember like. When it came out, I just got out of high school, and it immediately made me feel like, damn, like, yeah, don't want to go back. I know I'm only like two years out, but like, college is not hitting the same way. It's like, <laughs> I, you know, I went to UTSA and then SAC, so it wasn't like I was getting like the, the uh, uh, Southwest Texas Texas State uh, college experience where, you know, it's like, oh shit, like this shit is like party party in the USA, yeah. Like, you know, you go to UTSA and it was just like, all right, we're going to go to class. We're going to go to the board. Like, nobody, nobody parties? Yeah, it's like, really, like, yo, where, where's the party at? Like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Are you talking about the uh, the young Republican Party uh, demonstrations that were yeah. held here at 2.35 this afternoon in the courtyard? But, like, yeah, like, you know, fucking go to fucking uh, Southwest or, like, it's like fuck, man. Y'all got like a, a little beach here or something? Like, yeah, I got, yeah. A, I got a little beach on campus. Like, what the fuck is going on? To say nothing of like going to UT and going to Austin. Right. If I could go back and change that shit, I would totally, you know, change where I went to college. But the high school shit, it's like, man, like the high school shit was pretty fun. Like, there was some, there was some interesting parties. I remember like, you know, just some. I remember like a party happening across the street from my house that I didn't even know about until like a day before or something. And it was like, oh shit! Like y'all, y'all party. I didn't I like. I didn't know the party was there. Like you know, you see the flyers, and you look at the address again. It's like, wait a minute! I can just walk across the street to this motherfucker, and like you know, I can probably do some things. I can do some wild things because I know I ain't got to drive nowhere. So <laughs> you want to get your first experimentation in with some some agents that are gonna uh like make it where you shouldn't be driving it's okay i can walk across the street <laughs> i'm good <laughs> so like, i had a, yeah. my high school crush we had a math class together and she was like hey are you going to there was there was there was me it was big alex and there was little alex and she was like hey you're going to little alex's party and little alex freshman year discovered pussy and that was the worst thing he could have discovered because like everything went downhill from there like you know they say like weed is a gateway drug like oh. pussy was a gateway drug like ultimate like he legit like became a heroin addict because of pussy jesus yeah Christ. it was that bad like that bad right and he started did he was a straight a student and started ditching school started doing all kinds of stuff started drinking and smoking weed and then coke and then he started doing heroin for a couple of times and then went into rehab and and he's all he i see pictures of him and he looks like a fucking cartel member i'll, I'll show you a picture oh. <laughs> cartel member anyway so his, so she's like, Hey, are you going to little Alex's party? And I was just like, um, I can't, you know, I'm going to Albuquerque with my, with my parents. And she was like, well, what are you going to Albuquerque for? And I was just like, Oh, you know, they have this thing and I got to go with them, you know? And she was like, you, you don't, you can't stay home by yourself. And I'm like, well, yeah. I was like, I, but nothing's going on except little Alex's party. I was like, are you going there? And she was like, well, I live with him. And I was like, the fuck? sister, she was like, no, I'm his cousin. I live there. And I was like, Oh, the plans have just changed. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to this party. 
So I ended yeah. up not going to the party, right? I ended up having to go to Albuquerque. And so when I get back, uh, I was like, hey, I was up talking to her in class and math class. And I was like, hey, how's the, how was the party? And she was like, oh my God. She was like, so everybody's there. We're all having a good time. And she goes, Leah, who's little Alex's older sister, tells this guy like, hey, you know, she was like, man, there's a lot of people here. I wish they would leave. You know, it's time for everybody to start like going home. And he was like, oh, you want everybody to leave? And she's like, well, yeah. He goes, so he pulls out a gun and he shoots two shots in the air and everybody fucking scatters. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow, I was like, Did you try flicking the lights? First? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> right. there's some other way you could have fucking done that shit? Like, what in the world? Just so, announce it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, and then I threw, a, I threw this huge party at my house that I charged people to get into. My parents went back to Albuquerque because it was a Marine Corps ball. And that's why they would go to Albuquerque every year. And so that weekend I was like, yo, my parents are out of town for three days. Like we can throw this party. So we took, we made flyers. My friend's mom worked at the elementary school down by his house. So we got her keys, went into the administration building, got a hold of the copy machine and was like four flyers per page. We did like 500 pages. We went to different high schools and passed them out. We were charging five bucks to get in. We were charging for shots. Um, we had a keg. We had two kegs. One of them got stolen. <laughs> like it was craziness. This one guy, we were supposed to make jungle juice. And the, the girl that was supposed to, you know, we thought that there was this magical thing that you had to do with jungle juice. It basically you put fruit in there and then you put Everclear. It's pretty much it. Right. You're good. So this, this girl that was like, I make the best jungle juice. We're like, well, cool we'll go get the, the liquor right so we cross the border we go to this liquor store buy all this liquor my boy used to wear like these oversized pants right and so he puts two liquor bottles two liquor <laughs> bottles in between his legs in the back seat he has liquor bottles at his feet the guy the the liquor store owner helped us hide some of the liquor bottles in the car so we're driving at the yeah. border we're driving over back over the border and so you know, they stop us and like, hey, why'd you guys come over? And my friend's like, oh, my grandmother lives here. We came over to have some lunch and da-da-da-da. And he goes, you guys buy anything? We're like, no. And he goes, all right, well, go ahead. He goes, can you pop the trunk for me? My friend said that he got out of the car. And when he popped the trunk, he goes, you could see a bottle. So he, he was like, you want to see under the carpet? And like he picked up the, the carpet to show the spare tire. Uh-huh. And he goes, he goes, so when I'm dropping it, I drop it and then like slam the, the trunk, right? He was like, there was no, like, he was like, if the cop would have just kind of peeked over, he would have saw it. Or the border patrol agent. Yeah. And so he, we were like, okay. So then we take off and there's huge speed bumps, right? So we go over the first one and then we go over the second one and the entire car goes clang. And my boy's like, his eyes get big. And I look at him. I'm like, just go, man. Just fucking go. Just go. And like, Cause you know, they heard it, man. It was so loud. Awesome. It was so loud. So we do this huge party. We have these bottles of Everclear. So we're selling tequila shots for like a dollar. We're thinking like, oh, nobody's going to buy that much tequila. But then we have the Everclear bottles here. And we had like three Everclear bottles. And the girl didn't show up to make the jungle juice in time. I'm not even sure if there's a time limit on there. You just fucking put it on there, right? <laughs> but it's high school dummy us. So I got a friend there and his name's Caesar. And he's there with his girlfriend. And somebody goes, hey, man, what do you want to do with the Everclear bottles? And I was like, Dude, sell the shots for like $2. Nobody's going to buy that. We're all broke high school kids. <laughs> and so Jesus. all of a sudden, fucking somebody's pouring five shots of Everclear. And I'm like, who's doing Everclear? 
And they're like, yo, man, Caesar, man, he came up and gave us a $10 bill and he was like, give me five shots of Everclear. So one person, oh my one God. One person at a, a one shot, dude. Boom, 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 takes five <laughs> of them down. Oh my God. So I'm walking throughout the party. I remember going to the back by somebody, uh, this girl I went to prom with actually. She walks out of the bathroom and she's like, Alex, do you have an ID card? And I was like, no. And she goes, she pulls out like the day's homework assignment out of her back pocket and it's folded up like a million times. And she looks at it and she goes, this'll do. And then they go back into the bathroom. Now, dummy me got no idea what's going on, right? Yeah. So then one of my boys comes up, he's like, dude, they're doing coke in your bathroom. I'm like, no, they're not. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, they're doing like, homework. Yeah, hell's like so. I was like, I was like, oh girl, and rest in peace because she passed from cancer. I was like, oh girl, hmm. I was like, oh girl was in there. Um, no, I just saw a girl go in there, and she's just, and they were like, no, no, no. There's like, they're, she's in there doing coke. So I go up to the door and I nudge it and I push it open, and sure enough, man, one of them's leaning over the fucking sink and they're fucking. I was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so then I was, so they leave and they're like, well, we thought it was cool. I'm like, nah, fuck that. So as they're leaving. Two of my boys are at the door and they're charging people to get in. Everybody's paying. So as I walk out, one of my boys is like, yo, this guy wants to come in. And this guy, his name was Mike Conley. And I was like, all right, man, well, it's five, but it's like, there's four of you. It's five bucks, 20 bucks. And Mike goes, look, man, I'm going to walk in there. I'll sell some weed. He was the, the local drug dealer, right? Like straight up the local weed dealer. So he's like, look, man, I'll walk in there. I'll sell some weed. He was like, and then I'll give you your money. And I was just like, nah, man, you ain't selling drugs in my house. Like, nah. So everybody, everybody's like looking at me like, stone face and i'm like what the fuck's y'all's problem like this guy i'm like fuck this guy you know i'm like he's like so you're not gonna let me in your party i'm like nah you got 20 bucks and he's like nah and i'm like nah you can't come to my party so he's like cool well his boy that's with him is like this fucking cholo and shit like that he's always and he's just like this he's mexican his last name's conley but he's mexican and his his girl's with him and blah 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 and i have a class with with his with his girlfriend so you know she's looking at me like you listen and i was like 20 everybody in here has paid five bucks to get in you got to pay five bucks to get in. And he's just like, all right. I was like, look, man, I just turned away one of my good friends because he didn't have five bucks. He's coming back, but I had to turn him away. And he was like, all right, man, cool, man. What the fuck y'all, man? Like, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't going to let me in. Fuck y'all. I'm like, sorry, dude. I got 20 bucks. So I turn around and my friend's eyes are like fucking, <laughs> fucking beams. Just huge fucking God. And I was like, what is wrong with y'all? And they're like, yo, man, that was Mike Conley. And I was like, why the fuck did y'all didn't tell me that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he thought you knew. And I was like, I know the name. I'm like, I don't know the dude. And right. he was like, his little brother's inside. And, I, and his little brother was John Conley. And I was like, and he goes, his little brother's inside. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, whatever, dude. I was like, if you fresh some shit, I'm like, he's in my house. Like, I know where all the weapons are at. Like, yeah. fuck. So I'm sitting there and this huge white guy comes up to me. And he was like, hey, man, he was like, did you tell my brother I couldn't come in? And I was like, who's your brother? He was like, Mike Conley. And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> he didn't have any money. He was like, he's always fucking broke. He was like, fuck that faggot. <laughs> he was like, I was like, whoa. And he was like, yeah, man, fuck him. He was like, that guy's always broke. And he was like, he never brings anything. He's a fucking moocher. He was like, did he tell you he was going to sell weed? And I was like, yeah. He goes, he don't even sell weed anymore. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. He was a drug dealer? <laughs> he was supposed to be like the neighborhood drug dealer. And he fucking wasn't even selling drugs. And, he was like, <laughs> up with this, to get and I was like, shit. 
I was like, yo, man, if you can get a hold of him, tell him he can come in. He was like, nah, man, he's a punk. Like, he don't need to come back. And I was like, dude, I saw him shooting up my house. And he was like, he's a pussy, man. He ain't going to shoot up your house. <laughs> he was like, he's like, good for you, though, for sticking up for sticking up to him, man. He's like, all the other fucking people, he goes, they're all fucking afraid of him. He's like, he's a punk. And I was just like, oh, shit. That's wild. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a wild time. Oh, then Caesar, the guy that drank all the shots, he ends up throwing up. We have to throw him in the shower. <laughs> so then his girlfriend's like, my uncle's a culandera. I gotta, I'll take him to him, right? Like, he's like throwing up bile at this point right oh, oh. and so we're just like holy oh. shit so we get him into her car he takes off monday comes around we don't see caesar anywhere nobody's heard from him nobody can get a hold of him he won't answer his pages nothing so we're like what in the fuck dude we don't see him for an entire week we're like dude caesar's dead and his girlfriend went to another school so we're like caesar's dead oh. like, so you got no shit. connection you got no, no contact connect. with him this is old school man like if you didn't have like you know like I call this house, nobody answers type deal. Right. And it's like, that's the only way you can call him is call his house. So I had a friend that was like, you know, friends were calling his house. Nobody would answer. So the following Monday, he fucking pops into school. We're like, holy shit, Caesar, where you been, man? We thought you were dead. And he was like, I told you all guys I was going to California for a week. I was like, no, you did it. I was like, the last thing we heard from you is you were going to a culinera. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, you don't remember that night. I was like, but you were on your deathbed. He was like, yeah, man, I woke up the next day at my girlfriend's house. I was fucking, I felt like shit. And I was like, did you go to a culandera? She goes, she told me about it, that she was going to take me to one, but then she forgot how to get there. So she just took me to her house. <laughs> dude, wasn't high, high school great, dude? High school man. I was going to say, man, we, you got to put together those stories, man. I'll, I'll help you put a script on that. We could sell that oh, shit. Oh, dude, dude. It was that, that, party was, that party was insane. And I didn't get caught. I actually was, I took pictures of all my parents' stuff to know exactly where to put it back and how to put it back. Mm. We mopped. We went through two mops because the entire house was uh. it was on base. It was a military house or military. It wasn't on base in El Paso, but it was considered military housing. Mm. And so I rolled up all the carpets. I did everything. I put it all in my parents' bedroom, locked it, locked the parents' bedroom down. And I remember that when we cleaned, I had to take the cush the 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 coverings of the sofas off of the off the cushions, right, and throw those in the washer. And then I had to. Uh, we washed those. I had friends help me like mop. We like, cleaned up the backyard. We did everything. So my parents come back and there was two pictures that my mom had that look exactly the same. And they were like top left, bottom right. And I switched them right opposite. <laughs> and my mom noticed it like right off the bat. And she was like, why are my pictures moved? And I was like, oh, I had some friends come over and spend the night. I was like, I took the futons out of the closet and I knocked them down. I just put them up wrong. She's like, oh, okay. And so she was like, well, switch them back. And I'm like, so I switched them back. So years passed by and I had a friend come visit me from El Paso while I was living in San Antonio. I was 22 at the time, dude. And he was, I come home from work, my friend's there and my dad goes, yeah. So I heard that party was pretty crazy. And I'm like, what party are you talking about? He goes, that party you had that weekend. And I was like, party, fuck. I turned the corner and my friend looks at me like, I didn't know he didn't know. And I go, and I go, what are you talking? And I stopped and I was like, God, his name was uh, Mike Theralt. And I go, fucking Mike, dude. I was like, what did you say? He goes, my dad goes, everything. He told me everything. (laughs) (laughs) You're grounded. (laughs) He told him how the cake got stolen. He told him that we had to pay the girl who got the cake. We had to pay her like 200 bucks on top of our profit. I was like, he told him how much we made. We ended up pocketing. There was uh, five of us that went in on the party. Um, we each took home about 120 bucks off of that party. And this is in 90, 
five, ninety six. So good high school you know, money. Yeah, it was good high school money back then, right? Yeah, so, okay. you know, when we got after that, we had people actually calling us like, "Hey, can you guys organize a party for us?" And da da da. Like we we had a couple of those, and then we be, we all decided that we were just going to go to Wada's after that, and so all like, house parties just completely died out because cops would always come bust them and stuff like that. So, mm. uh, but yeah, man, we do. Matter of fact, I I even went to the neighbors after my parents left. I went to the neighbors and said, "Hey, um, uh." Oh, you guys still there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I heard a ding or something. Oh. I actually went to the neighbors and told them, like, "Hey, I'm throwing a senior party to raise money for our senior trip. So if we get a little loud, if you guys just wouldn't call the cops and just come over and knock on the door, you know, we'll be more than happy to turn the music down." And they're like, "Oh yeah, no problem, no problem," you know. And they were like, "Your parents are gonna be there." I'm like, "Oh yeah, my parents will be home," you know, blah blah blah. And so we never got the cops called on us. Like, <laughs> like nice. it was like, I had all my, I went to all these parties and it was always like cops being called. Yeah. Yep. parents were out of town and that, like they never covered their bases. And I was like, no, I covered all my bases. And then fucking six years later, I get busted because of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, cause he's just excited to talk about all kinds of shit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Man. So, so good, funny. Uh, so that was, yeah. So, Oh, the wood, the wood, the wood. So, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, but like we, you, we have our own stories. Like you have like some good ass. I'm telling you, man, that's a script. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, <laughs> man. Like that whole adventure, that whole day, like going over to Wada's and getting the the liquor and coming yeah, back. And, yeah. Like, yeah, dude, it was it was wild, man. It was absolutely it was insane. I can't um, even remember, dude. A lot, half of my high school parties, I was that out of it, dude. <laughs> Too many drugs involved, man. So fortunately, I can't write. I can't write a book about it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, so my last and final one. I don't know why I, I keep on hearing a ding. I don't know why. Hold on a second. I don't want to make sure that this thing isn't. You cannot minimize Zoom when you're recording. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to minimize Zoom. Uh, anything. Else? Those updates. Oh no, no, no! It's something else. It was my. My messenger was still on and it was dinging me because somebody sent me a message. Okay. So um, I'm juggling with my last and final one, but I, I just got to go in the, the Japanese route. Battle Royal. Um, it's, <laughs> it is, it's basically, it's pre-Hunger uh, Games. Mm-hmm. And it's on the highest grade of coke you can possibly imagine <laughs> it is in t- it is basically like these kids are just like dropped off at an island and it's like survive right yep. and it becomes like this lord of the flies hunger game type deal and it is just it's uber violent and it's just intense and it's it's like it's super entertaining because it shows like you know, you get like the high school cheerleader who's all preppy and everything that becomes just an absolute psycho. And you know that it's in her the entire time. You know, <laughs> you get like the kid, like the student that's like, hey, I'll be the leader. And he sucks as a leader. And, you know, you just it's like all the cliches, like the student cliches and the kid cliches and stuff. But it just like add weapons and add blood and <laughs> violence. <Yeah. laughs> Kick in a, you know, like, like it's, everything. It's, it's, it's yeah. super entertaining. It's super entertaining. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite, like, just it's one of my favorite movies in this just overall just because of how it's done like it just kind of takes a, a genre and flips it on its head and just says like here's a school movie but you know it just the uber violence that goes along with it um but yeah it's it's funny that the the dialect in there is pretty funny at times because it's like high school kids losing their shit but they're still kids you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like they're not 
they don't kill as adults. You know, they're killing like it's just it's just a crazy overall movie. But Battle Royale is nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's that a, movie is amazing, but it's yeah. it's off the wall. It is it is like some of the purest Japanese like oh yeah, like just like you said, just like hey, we're gonna we're gonna set this story in Japan uh, where they just are dropping these kids off to for no reason just you know hey like you know like i mean like they're, they're, it does explain i think there's a motivation in the movie i forget what exactly it is it doesn't fucking matter it's just there to fucking <laughs> let's have some kids like <clears throat> go ham on each other on this island yeah absolutely yeah it's it's pretty it's a pretty if you haven't seen it watch it um but it's super entertaining and it's just it you know there's a lot of death and a lot of gore in there but it's it's japanese style it's like tongue-in-cheek yeah. you know what i mean so it's yeah. just it's very tongue and cheeky. It's, it's, it's very, you know, just, I don't know how to, how to describe it. It's Japanese. Like it's just think of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the ring, you think of the ring and the way that that, that was filmed and just kind of lighten it up and just have a bunch of kids murdering each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like it's just all it is like Lord of the Fly style. It's pretty intense. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, this, that was my third and final one. Any honorable mentions? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just Carrie, man. Can't can't go wrong with Carrie. Yeah, same here. I would go with Carrie. Dead Poet Society has always been. Oh like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's a good so, one. Yeah. Dead Poet Society. Uh, you know, you got Lean on Me. You got. Uh, yeah, we we covered a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we covered a lot of. We did our whole school. Yeah, uh, we did the principal. <laughs> yeah, the principal. Yeah, the principal was a good the one. Substitute. Like, the substitute. The substitute. <laughs> We did, we did the the whole uh, the action in a high, the the high school action movie genre, the whole butt cook thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barnyard, Barnyard, Barnyard. Yeah, Barnyard. So, but yeah, so um, that's it for this episode. We enjoy. I hope you guys enjoyed this one and the, some of the crazy picks that we had. Uh, next, Go check week, them out. Next week, and I'm dropping this on you guys, so you guys got a week to think about it, or maybe two. Um, we're going to do a movie on here. We're going to create a movie. So these oh, guys shit. won't stop okay. talking. We're oh, going to create a movie from scratch. And uh, <laughs> we're going to see how fucked up we can get it. <laughs> so nope. Let's go. Let's do it. So our quarantine, next week's uh, episode, uh, these guys won't stop talking is because they're making a movie. So, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so with that, I'm Alex. Johnny. Eric. And we are out. Peace. Oh, hold on. <laughs>